Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I am your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt today. And this episode of the Just Browsing Podcast is sponsored by Tyler Sino, associate broker with St. James Sporting Properties. Tyler specializes in farm, ranch, hunting, and luxury recreational real estate in Colorado and Wyoming. Discover unique properties with Tyler with added value through recreational opportunity. Tyler serves the American West with a boutique approach offering personalized attention to buyers and sellers. Trust Tyler's expertise in water and mineral rights, ranch management, and more. Visit tylersino.com. That's tylersino.com to learn more about Tyler or visit stjamessportingproperties.com. St. is just S-T, to find your dream property today. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the first ad ever in the history of the Just Browsing podcast. So uh, We charge $1 billion for an ad. So yeah, so we'll be building our podcast studio uh, here in the next couple months with all of the money our <laughs> that we're now making from our, uh, from our ad revenue. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, we're kind of starting... Something new with um, actually a friend of ours. Tyler Sino is a friend of ours from um, our high school days, good buddy of ours. And he reached out to us wanting to do a little cross-promotional advertising. Um, you know, figured it'd be good for the podcast. It'd be good for his business. So we figured we'd help him out. And we're happy to spread some info for, for him and his business. So um, shout out to Tyler if you're listening. Um, he's one of, our, one of our biggest fans. So happy to help out. But um, yeah. So with that, that's our uh, first of hopefully not too many in, in like the or near future or, or hopefully paid yeah. uh, <laughs> advertisements in the future. I know you want to get, uh, what's your fucking Fabletics? Fabletics. I know Matt desperately wants Fabletics and Manscaped. So maybe we'll get those on the docket. We, we just got to get our viewership, our viewership, our um, our listeners up to like the hundred thousands plus per episode. Yeah, yeah. We're we're a little behind on that right now. <laughs> it's just a tad, to, to, just to reach a out tad. to them and try yeah, and yeah. try and get them. But um, you know, we're on the way. We're Someday. on the way, right? You just got to keep keep your head down. Right. You know. Gotta but keep, with that being said, if you do have um, you want us to promote something for you, obviously we're not gonna go crazy overboard with certain things but if you want us to promote something uh get in now while it's you know we're just willing to kind of give back to you guys for listening to us for yeah ooh, three years now we're in yeah crazy no we're in year four technically Mm -hmm. so yeah for ad discussions and and discussions on that topic reach out to the to the Gmail email, which is yep. just, just some browsing at, gmail. at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can find all that info at the Podbean page, the Facebook page, if you've searched you just could browsing. Just, yeah, comment on yeah. Facebook or comment on Podbean or, or wherever you're listening um, if you need help trying to find the, the yeah. Gmail. For sure. So, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and, again, too, that, that offer still stands for uh, anyone wanting to write in for – proposed uh discussion topics for future episodes um thoughts on previous episodes you know you think matt's crazy for talking shit about the cowboys because we've gotten a few comments about that from a few people we know uh write in let us know your thoughts and and we'll uh we'll take a look before the episode and um we'll bring up your topic on the next episode so i will put it this way the cowboys lost arizona yesterday they did 
I was going to say, so this is, I guess let's, hang on real quick. Let's back up just a second. Today's episode is just going to be a shooting the shit episode. Yeah, there's uh, we, don't no have a, we don't have a defined topic for today's episode. Next week, we will have some like scheduled programming. It's going to be, and Matt and I, if you've been <laughs> listening to the last few episodes, we've mentioned this a few times. The movie The Creator, directed by Gareth Edwards, the director of Rogue One, is coming out a week, uh, or this week actually. It's coming out on Friday this week. It's the new science fiction war movie about humans versus artificial intelligence, and it looks awesome. So we're going to go see that. We're going to do a podcast about it, probably talk about our favorite AI movies and stuff like that and have a whole, whole fun discussion on that. But today's episode is more of just a shooting the shit. We're going to cover a whole bunch of different topics. Um, so with that being said, I was going to ask you, do you want to, should we dive in to the football? Let's, I know we did a whole episode basically about football, football last week, but there's a lot to cover and I want to get your thoughts on it. Cause I know <laughs> this weekend was a little bit of a rough weekend for you well, as, a, right, as so a Denver football, uh, <laughs> sports fan. So let's so, start, yeah. let's start with uh, Saturday. Let's start there. Uh, yeah. It's obviously well-documented. I'm a CU fan. Um, as I have put it before in our previous episodes about football, my hopes for them this year was a six and six bowl eligible season. You did um, say that in one of our we a couple episodes ago before the, I think I, I've right joke around our, our saying, college football episode. I think you were saying right. like I'd be happy with bowl eligibility, and That'd I'm pretty great. sure I've mentioned that multiple times. Even yeah. when we you know any football we've discussed, um, realistic expectations were six and six, and I would be stoked with that, which going is a from vast improvement, the worst yeah. program <laughs> ever in college football to bowl eligibility. So. I'm sure I said we were going undefeated and winning college football playoff, um, but that was more of a joke. That was yeah, more of yeah. like, yeah, let's have some fun. Going into Oregon, going into TCU to start the season, I went, I don't know what we have. Let's see what we have, and let's yeah. be competitive. It's week one. Everybody, There's no film on CU. Right. TCU can't exploit our weaknesses because we don't know our own weaknesses. They don't know our weaknesses. Let's go be competitive. Great game. I think that set the expectations for this team mm. through the roof, which I think yeah. was unfair of the expectations being set. Instead of being like, okay, you got one win. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, are they a contender? It's like, guys, they won one game. Right, right. Like, They've now matched their win total for the previous chill season. Chill out. Yeah, like, yeah. We beat a TCU team that was in the national championship game last year. I will say this about the CU loss, though. At least we didn't lose the national championship game 65-7. to Right. Yeah. That's right. So <laughs> that's not what you at least want. we weren't the second best team by fifty eight points. Yeah. <laughs> um that's still fucking crazy to think about. It's yeah. But so my expectations. One of the least for, entertaining national title games we've oh, ever seen. We were over at your house and I was sitting there going, I'm not gonna hit a single bet on my fucking parlay. <laughs> yeah, like, this, is, offense didn't this is not looking good. But going into Oregon, I went I wanna see us compete, but I not that I don't think we we can win, but I didn't think we would win. Mm -hmm. Oregon's finally looking like the Oregon of old, where they're they just look so dominant. Like mm -hmm. I truly believe in the Pac-12, it'll be Washington or Oregon that go to the college football playoff. I think USC is overhyped just because they have Caleb Williams. Um, I have some USC thoughts. Utah, they don't have Cam Rising right now, so their offense is struggling. I don't know how much more he's going to bring. They have a great defense, but. Dude, Oregon's defense is big, and they're fucking fast. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just – I don't know how much of that game you watched. I didn't get to see any of it, actually. But our O-line is outmatched probably against 
I don't know, 50%, maybe more of all of college football. Oregon's at the a, a true top five defense, in my opinion, in, in college football. We don't play Washington, but they're up there as well. I don't think USC's defense is very – I don't think they're championship good. They're going to be better than last year's USC's defense where they would like still give up 45, but Caleb Williams would find a way to put up <laughs> right. 63. Yeah. So it's one of those like I, – I went in going compete, you know, show the, the haters and the naysayers like, no, we're here to play. Like, And then they went in there and I was like, holy shit, we're going to get our fucking asses handed to us. <laughs> and it was just – the offense couldn't move. Like, I mean, I don't know if there was a play where Shadur didn't get hit. And then the defense, we just – our defense is just – like we get exploited because we don't have any fucking run stuffers. Well, so I haven't seen too much of CU so far this season. And, you know, I, I, I have said even within the last couple episodes of this podcast, I'm really indifferent about CU. I, I have never rooted actively for them or actively against them. They just have never really mattered to me. I just – I think for me personally, it was a little bit satisfying to see them lose this weekend just because of the national hype train that You're, has gotten yeah, right. kind of out of control and gone completely off the tracks with CU for people all across the country who last year or the last probably 10 years couldn't give a flying fuck about CU football. Well, And now it's just like, okay, guys, I, I think that... The reason why I was saying it was a little bit satisfying for me to see them lose against Everybody Oregon. Everybody wanted to see them. If you're not a CU fan, every single was, person wanted to see them lose. Yeah. It, it was for me to get everyone to just calm down a little bit, take a step back, and try and evaluate this team realistically and not be going just, oh, my God, Deion Sanders and CU, this is the greatest fucking team that's ever existed. They're going to win a national championship. It's like everyone needs to calm down. Like there's a lot of good teams in the nation. They play several good ones. You and I talked a couple weeks back, and we knew that this back-to-back stretch of Oregon and USC was going to be a real tough test for them. Those are both really good teams. Right, and people, some people were going, these are make or break, and I'm like, they're not make or break. You're going from a 1-11 team that started 3-0. It's not make or break right, right, right. if you lose on the road to Oregon, who's a top-10 team, who I think is being disrespected around the country. And, okay, I can understand people going, the talk about CU is getting absurd. It's, But we've also gotten so used to just hearing Georgia, 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 Alabama, 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 Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State – if you sit, if you take a step back and you think about it, the only reason we're hearing about CU is truly because of Dion and he's bringing light to him. But that's a good thing for CU. It's a good thing for all of football. Let's be real, because college football is the talk of all of sports right now. Like we're forgetting that the NFL is going on at points. So it's it's good. And people are like, I'm just sick and tired of hearing about it. I'm like, oh, but the last eight years, you're fine with hearing about how good Georgia is every fucking year, or how good Alabama is, or how good Ohio State is. And then one of those teams choke, and they're like, they're still the best team in the country. It's like they just lost to an unranked team that's fucking five and seven, and you're still chugging their fucking cock. Like <laughs> we've we've just become. And I'm I'm gonna defend all the CU talk. Everyone's just got so used to hearing about Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State, and for a year or two it was Texas because of how bad they had become. Mm -hmm. And it's like just because the focus shifted, and sure, is there a lot of attention to where it's like, all right, guys, like chill out a little bit, like calm it down a bit. Sure, don't get me wrong, but one, it's making the school hundreds of millions of dollars, which is a, a great thing for the school, the program, Dion himself. But two, it's good for college football. 
I haven't heard shit about Alabama besides, hey, their quarterbacks suck. They don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Ohio State, can their offense figure out what's going on? But it's like, I don't give a shit. Like, I really don't care what your talking point in college football is because nothing's as exciting as truly what's going on in Boulder. I mean, if you're a college football (laughs) fan, you are actually paying attention to Colorado football, not because of – Oh well, they were one and eleven last year. They have three wins. It's not because our team just flipped overnight. It's because of the way the team flipped overnight. Dion brought in what eighty three new faces, ninety percent of them from the transfer portal, and everyone's like, "That's not the right way to build a team." It's like, well, he had a fucking one and eleven roster. He's not going to win with it, and he knew that. So this is what he did. So people started talking about him before then. It's all these other people that bring it up before, like Dion said after the game. He goes, "I don't." You know, I don't take shots at anybody. And if you can find a clip, please send it to me where Dion's like actively taking a shot at his upcoming opponent. Well, hang on. I don't think that's entirely accurate. I think he may not go out and make specific comments talking shit about other coaches, but the whole thing with the CU coach and the sunglasses and then Dion passing out sunglasses to everyone and shit. Right, but that's not. Dion knows exactly what he's fucking doing. He's well, yeah, he made like five million dollars off of his. So don't act like he's all fucking. Right, but that's blameless in all of this. No, no, no. But you're also looking at the wrong way. I'm saying Dion doesn't go out of his way to say stuff about opposing teams, players, or coaches. Jay Norvell at CSU said that before Dion did anything. So that was Dion's response. I'm saying Dion doesn't go out of his way to talk shit like Dan Lanning at Oregon. In his pregame speech, I'm sure you've seen it, he goes, mm-hmm. they're playing for clicks and we're playing for wins. Dion's like, yeah, I heard about it because I, you know, I have people that tell me shit, but he goes... Let me ask you this question. If CU would have won that game after Dion had heard Dan Lanning give that pregame speech to the Oregon team, what do you think Dion's reaction... What do you think his postgame well, press conferences would have been? We still would be hearing about that. I don't know. You know he would have taken that and fucking run with it. You but, know for but a fact. But that to me is completely different because it was said day of minutes before the game. Fair, it but wasn't, just, it wasn't said on a well, fucking and, and, Tuesday. And like I said, I'm not saying Dion goes out of his way to attack other coaches. Well, yeah, you gotta first, fi- you gotta find something to motivate. He's your also players. not completely blameless in this whole fucking you know like hype wagon and all this shit and like no oh no you. And, Going completely right. He's like, a businessman. He's he's a fucking genius. That's why CU is worth probably the most money this year in all of college football. So, going back to let's just get off of this topic for a second. Going back to what I was gonna say, I think we knew from from game one that TCU game that CU's defense was a problem, and obviously Pac twelve teams run defense was a problem. Pac twelve. Teams are never really known for stout defense. That's not like something the conference in general is known for, historically speaking. But would you say that the offensive line and protection problems that you were just describing, was that news or was that something that you had noticed in the first two or three games? It was was well noted in in the first It just got exploited more versus Oregon. Oregon was just the best overall team we've played. Okay, I mean, like I said in our group chat, Bo Nix is a Heisman candidate. Shadur Sanders is a Heisman candidate. Um, Cam Ward, the quarterback for Washington State, Heisman candidate. Michael Penix, the third, I think, is a Heisman candidate for Washington. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams yeah. is a Heisman candidate at USC. That's five quarterbacks right there. 
all in the soon-to-be-defunct Pac-12. Yeah. You, you could throw in DJ <clears throat> Ugulele. I think that's how he's – I don't know how to say his last name, but the Oregon State quarterback. Cam Rising, I think, was a Heisman – top-10 Heisman candidate last year for Utah. He's been out the start of the season because of injuries, but he's still there. Like, that's seven out of 12 teams that have a quarterback that could all Pretty make crazy. a great case if they're all fully healthy and play all 12 games for the Heisman. I'm saying – Oregon is the fastest, strongest, best defense I think will play the whole year. And they exploited that. And and I wouldn't necessarily say they exploit. Like, they exploited the CUD. We knew we were weak on the offensive line. We can't If we can't get a run game going and they can get a pass rush, you're fucked. Yeah. You're, you're really relying on quick passes and hoping that you guys can make a play in space. That, that's really it. But if – they can rush three and still get to the quarterback. It means they're dropping eight, and you're four, maybe yeah. five guys that are out in a route have to fucking get open against eight guys. It's going to be hard. So I think we're just realizing that there's another step to championship contention. Mm-hmm. We're a bowl-caliber team. We're a competitive team, I would say. It didn't show against Oregon, but Oregon's also not been talked about at all. Yeah. They put up 81 on Portland State. They beat up on someone else and beat up on another ranking schools or whatever. And then they beat uh, – their best game was against Texas Tech. Yeah. And it's like, okay, no, nothing to talk about there. But they were like, we want to make a statement. And what, what better team to make a statement against in Colorado? All eyes are on you. Right. Simple. Yeah. And I think Oregon's a true top five team. And they're just not getting the love. Um. I think the conversation for this would be way different if that game was like 42 to 35. I was kind of hoping it was going to be like a 42 to 24 type game. Yeah. I wanted to see our offense yeah. do something. Like if it was a little bit of a back like and just, forth. Yeah. yeah, but the the defining point of the game for me, I think they were on their own 16 and they went with a fake punt and got it. Oregon with, did. A, with a 300 pound defensive line. Oh, um, Ty's dad was telling me about this. Yeah, that when I when I saw that play happen, I go. Let's just try and compete. Let's – I'm not giving up. I'll never give up on CU because if I would have given up on CU, I wouldn't have been a fan through a 1-11 season. Right. But I'm, I was sitting there going, let's compete. Let's, let's try and show that we can compete with an Oregon because it doesn't get – well, I don't want to say it gets easier this week. I think it gets easier this week. Really? I think we will compete better against USC than we did against Oregon. Hmm. One, we're at home, which helps. We've played great at 10 a.m. We played Nebraska and TCU at 10 a.m. That's going to be 9 a.m. out in Cali. So they're not going to be ne- – I don't know when they practice out there, but I think CU practices at like 8. So they're used to being up early and, and playing early morning games. So that's going to be a great thing for us is playing at 10 a.m. You're at home. The hype's going to be crazy again. There's this list out there, and it's like DJ Khaled. Apparently, Drake might be here. Like oh, this massive list of celebrities, which again, some people like my dad just play football. I'm like, Dad, it's evolved from just a game to it is true entertainment. That's what, like the pros, it's just a game, but they're being paid millions of dollars to entertain us five days a week, pretty much. Well, and see, I think that's where. It gets back to my point of I went from being 
completely indifferent about CU to like this past weekend, kind of secretly like crossing my fingers that they lost to Oregon. Everybody, like just I said, so that everyone can collectively calm the fuck down. That's yep. my thing. Is just like. And I'm like that with literally anything. I'm like that when we can get to this maybe here in a couple minutes, but with the whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing, it's no, like I'm okay with that. Everyone just needs to just collectively narrative. calm down. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. There's, there's like, and this is obviously probably that was a hell of a catch by Mike Evans, by the way. Um, this is all obviously probably could be part of a larger discussion about our society as a whole. But like, there's something about celebrities weird yeah like entertainment celebrity related things nowadays where they seem like such massive focuses and like big events where whereas like i i felt like in years past similar stuff wouldn't has been wouldn't have been as big of a deal so do you get like a similar impression and we've been they're, and they're not, looked, not to derail us from the football conversation too much but the taylor swift thing is relevant Sam and I have been sending, you know, you've seen the memes we've sent back and forth. This her her eras to her thing's been going on all all year basically right. or all summer. And I'm like it's for Sam and I both, I think we we both have the same opinion on it of like I'm I'm more just kind of like flabbergasted that it's as big of a deal as it appears to be where like they're, just, they're looked at her, like they're gods. Her concert tour seems to just be like the biggest musical act and concert tour in the history of music, and I'm like, how did this happen? I, I'm just, it's just kind well, of it's kind of flabbergasting to me. I'm like, good for Taylor Swift. I don't. I've right, never listened to Taylor Swift. Billions of dollars. I don't give a shit. But like the fact that you know this whole thing, like a couple months back, the Ticketmaster fiasco was only a national news story because of. Ticketmaster and their relationship with the Eras Tour, the Taylor right. Swift Eras Tour. And it's like, if that can become an article that I'm reading on Yahoo Finance in the morning, you have expanded beyond <laughs> your little music sphere and your Instagram sphere, and now you're being talked about by like economists. That is a gigantic level of fame that not a lot of people get to in any career. I think just for me, it's just been kind of amazing to see how big of a deal this thing really is. And I think the same thing can be said for Deion Sanders and CU football within the college football world, and it's expanding. You know, It's not just people who are college football fans or who are CU fans who give a shit about... Like Deion Sanders had, like last weekend or the weekend before, there was a 60 Minutes special on Deion Sanders and CU football. I'm like, okay, so let me get this straight. So now all of the like middle-aged to older people who watch 60 minutes each Sunday or whenever that comes out who don't care anything I mean, about football are now going to sit and watch a whole 60 minute segment on Deion Sanders and CU football. I'm like, is this really this big of a story? Well, like, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to me to watch all of this. The whole Taylor Swift thing, like they just, they're looked at like they're gods, right? And people like worship these celebrities and you have to be like, like there's like hardcore stalkers out there on them that are like, I love Taylor Swift. And oh like, yeah, oh, like I'm sure. There's people that would go to war for her and like, there's people that would do that for a lot of people, right? Like I saw a clip today about Taylor Swift where her dad was, and her security team, her dad brought up. He goes, I'm the one that had to get you armored cars. Jesus. And he goes, don't say that because there was apparently some clip about her coming out and saying something against Donald Trump. And I'm like. Yeah, I mean, but and she goes, but I want to. I have to say it. And I'm like, 
I mean, hey, you're you're an individual and you're very welcome to your own opinion and stuff, but you also have to remember I got to be careful how I word this cuz I don't want to call people stupid, but People need to learn to think for themselves, put it that way, and not trust everything that they read and see on social media or that people of influence post. Because a lot of people, like if, if The Rock posted something, he has like 400 million followers on or on X, not Twitter. <laughs> people are going to follow that influence. You have to be careful what you say because of who you're influencing. There are, could, you could say something and it could be very fucking dangerous. I'm not one of those people. I can say whatever the fuck I want because it's seen by nobody. Well, it's maybe seen by a handful of people. You okay, do have like some influence. Six people. Don't undersell the influence of the Just Browsing <laughs> podcast, man. Well, I'm not saying shit on here because this isn't a platform for me to like express all of my personal right, right. political views. Because I don't want that. I want this to be a fun escape from reality. But it's like... Things like that, I go, yeah, people are like psychos. Like, there's crazy people out there. I mean, there's crazy people out there that could hurt random people, of course. Well, we had that. We had a brief uh, conversation about this not that long ago um, on a similar topic about like LeBron James and Michael Jordan and the difference between the way the two of them as individuals approached making statements about things outside of basketball to their their platforms. And it's like it becomes the question of should you or would you, if I guess if you were in the position of someone like LeBron James, go out and make comments about whatever it may be, politics, you know, something outside of your craft, your field, because you have a responsibility to, because you have such a large mm-hmm. following, or but, but that's on the, the flip side of that coin, is it are you more of the person? And obviously, this this always it all depends on like what your personality is and whether you feel like discussing that type of stuff in public or not, because everyone has differing opinions on that. But there are arguments out there that where people have said like, oh, because he has a platform. If it's a LeBron James or a Taylor Swift, they have an obligation to no. you know comment on things. And it's like, well, if they don't want to, they don't have to. But but I think to your point, they have to understand. You're not just a regular person who just works a normal job and doesn't have tens of millions of so, loyal fans. If out you there. stay silent on something, there can't be any negative pushback that you stayed silent. I mean, people will find a way to make it negative pushback, right? But if if we ever got so, I mean, like, let's use Joe Rogan, right? He speaks his, his mind. This is a perfect he, example because he's, he's, he's in this same conundrum. He speaks what he he believes is true, but he also brings on guests that are experts in their field. Granted, there could be a thousand experts in a field because, like, I saw something on on um, climate change and people. Uh, I think it was a Nobel laureate. I think that's how you say it, right? Nobel laureate. Yeah, yeah. I just put them together. Yeah, Nobel laureate. What does that mean? Does I that mean they they're won. up for no? A I think Nobel, they won or they right? won one. I think I think it means huh. they won. I don't know. I'm actually gonna look that up but, while you're talking. But I believe he won a Nobel Prize for his work in like. I don't know climatology or something. I'd have to find it to really right. Um, but he goes, the, and I'll just put it out there. I don't care. I'm not a big believer. In, I don't believe in climate change at all. Do I believe we have an impact on our earth? Sure. But I don't think we're changing our climate. And he okay. came out. This says a person or organization awarded the Nobel Prize is called Nobel Prize Laureate. Okay. The so word laureate refers to being signified by the laurel wreath. Sure. It comes from ancient Greece. So it does mean that they won. So so he won it in some climate, cl- some something with 
that has to do with the climate. He's a right? scientist, yeah. Right, okay. and he right. came out and he goes, climate change isn't... He, he, and he goes, when I say climate change isn't real, I'm not saying that we don't have an impact on our climate. He goes, but why did everybody in the 60s say that in 10 years the earth was going to fucking end because of climate change? So we spent all these billions and trillions of dollars... And then 10 years later, it was, well, in 10 years, the climate's going to ruin the earth again. And here we are 60 years later from that 10 years, and literally nothing has changed. He goes, and, and I'm like, well, okay, but then why would you post this? He goes, I did it because I was getting funded by the government. Like, And I, when I say, why did you do that? I'm not, like, interviewing the guy. I'm just watching the video thinking in my head, well, why would you? Look where the money comes from. Look who supports certain causes. It's, it, I mean, it's all money. And he was like... No, climate change isn't real. And I go, okay, so when you have someone of that importance coming out, he won a Nobel Prize for that, the highest scientific prize you can win. Now he's more or less saying, nah, it's just a bunch of bullshit. And I'm like, okay, that's someone with influence coming out against something that he was once for. So going back to your point of saying, well, if you're LeBron James, I beg just – if I have millions of people and I'm on a platform, I'm I'm not obligated to say or do anything. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. But that's just my personality too. Because like if I was LeBron James, I wouldn't comment on things like that because I don't comment on things like that now, and I don't have a following. So right. I just I'm more of the opinion of like I don't want to fucking talk about it with you. Vote who for you. Vote for whoever right. you want to vote for. Vote I'll for vote for whoever I want to vote for. And we can move on with our fucking lives. Believe in what matter. you want to yeah. believe in. Do what you want to do. You know, we can still be friends at the end of the day. Like, I talked with um, some of the girls on our softball team, and I was like, do I support this and this? And I was like, no. I'll vote against that every day of the week. But just because I don't support it doesn't mean you can't support it and the two of us can't be friends and be <laughs> yeah, cordial exactly. with each other. Yeah. I'm like... Just because you believe in something completely different than what I believe in doesn't mean the two of us can't interact and enjoy the company of each other and, you know, play on a softball team and be friends. We don't have to go to rallies together. We don't have to vote together. But when we – because let's be real. I would say even probably up until 2008 election, maybe even after that, you could be cordial. You could be like, yeah, I voted Republican, or yeah, I voted Democrat. And everyone would be like, oh, cool, you want to go get a beer? Now you go, yeah, I voted Republican. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you're a fucking racist bigot. And you're like, what? It does seem to be way more, uh, there's a lot more vitriol in the right. I mean, in it, the discourse It's now. really like, and it just becomes one of those things like, you've known me for 20 years, and you're going to be upset at me because of my personal beliefs, which don't hurt you or impact you anyways. Have I ever been like, I've been called racist. Let's be real. I, I've been I was called racist in high school or not in high school in college by a professor because I said one. I said if you were born in the United States of America, we all have the same opportunity to succeed. And he goes, "Well, that's racist thinking." I'm like, "It's not racist thinking." I said, we all have the same opportunity. Now, the pathways to get there are vastly different. You have people that are born, and they're immediately gifted billions of dollars and given whatever the fuck they want. And you have people that are born and don't have a family their entire fucking lives and who go through the worst kind of shit ever, but then can succeed just as much, if not more, than the person who's given everything. And he's like, that's racist to think that way. I was like, I don't know how the fuck that's racist. But he like called me racist and... Luckily, my entire class at a liberal college backed me up on this. 
But I'm like, how is that racist thinking to just think something? And like, my opinion is, me and you had the same opportunity. Me and Taya had the exact same opportunities. Is that fucking racist? And I'm like, just because I believe in something doesn't make me a racist. Well, like, so going back to the like the the Joe Rogan example for me is, and I was actually just talking to Ty about this the other day. I'm like, it's always been really funny to me because so you listen to Joe Rogan, I listen to Joe Rogan. Most of the most of the guys in my life listen to Joe Rogan. Like, there's obviously he's the biggest podcast in the world. I don't know. He what, has some fascinating people. I, I don't know what too. percentage of his listeners are female. Probably not super high compared to the the male demographic, but yeah, but they listen to like call her daddy or whatever. Like yeah, but so what I was gonna get to is we all listen to the episodes, and you know, you, you know, I think you probably maybe tune into different episodes than I tune into oh, yeah. based on your interests and stuff like that. But you know, the thing that's so cool about his is it's literally. All it is, if you boil it down, it's the same thing as what we're doing now. It's just a platform for discussions. Right. So if you look up the online discourse about the Joe Rogan podcast, especially if there's like guests on there that are controversial or topics Dude, that are the controversial, RFK. the dis- the discourse around that online is really interesting to me. And I was talking to Caleb about this recently. I was like, you can tell, as someone who listens to the podcast, you can tell the people who are upset with it that don't actually listen to the episodes because they'll take these little sound bites and they'll just twist the words and make it seem like Joe was saying something or the discussion was talking about something that they weren't really talking about. Like Joe took horse dewormer. And I have have literally read articles that are talking about episodes that I listened to. And I'm like, that's not what he was saying there. Like you are totally misrepresenting. And so for me, it's just upsetting because it's like, some journalist clearly didn't even put in the time to listen to this three-hour-long podcast, watched a little fucking minute-and-a-half soundbite that someone put on their you know, X account or their fucking Instagram account and just made up their mind as to who Joe Rogan is and wrote this scathing fucking article Review about him. And I'm like, just put in the... And, like, and this is the thing that Taya was saying, too. And she's like, hasn't he always said... He's a fucking moron and a comedian, and you shouldn't be taking your advice from him. And I'm like, yeah, he says it literally all the time. I'm like, that's the funny thing he, where he like, brings on experts to get their opinions yes. on something. I was and like, then- all it is is a platform to discuss right. ideas. It's not like he's saying this is the answer. He's saying, hey, I'm going to have an expert come on. We're going to have a three-hour-long discussion, and you can make up your mind about what you think about the topic after you listen to it. Do you believe that person? Do you not believe him? It's it's not up to me. I don't give a shit. Well, a perfect example of and that. And it's like my thing was like no one for the people who are like upset somehow that he might be spreading disinformation or whatever they're fucking upset about. I'm like, "Hey buddy, no one's forcing you to listen to the podcast." That's hey, buddy, the thing that's weird to me. Millions like, of podcasts. Out you there. chose to go consume well, this content and now you're upset about it. It's like go get your if you're getting your fucking medical information and news from a podcast run by a stand-up comedian, you have bigger problems. Well, <laughs> like but, I don't know what to tell you. But buddy. today's society it's not one of those I disagree with and I'm not going to listen to it. It goes I'm going to disagree with it and I'm going to complain that I listened to it for 2 hours. Right. And it's like just move on with your day. And it's one of those things that goes you know you could have just ignored it and acted like it never happened. Exactly, and, cause, which cause is what, what I do. Because <laughs> what he said doesn't bother you. It doesn't affect your life and, in any way. Oh, man. That's why I, I, with everything that's gone on, I would say in the last like four years, 
uh, probably, well, I'll just say the whole COVID time, I'm like, people just, they want to take a narrative that they think is right and run with it. And if you go against it, which if you go against it, you're one, you're wrong. They're going to shun you. They're going to call your place of work and try and get you fired. Two, if you try and fight back against them, it's like all out war. They'll get like 300,000 clowns to come try and fight one person because you didn't wear a mask as you filled up your gas by yourself in the middle of a fucking field on a tractor. They're like, oh, that guy wasn't wearing his mask in his picture. It's like, he's by himself. There's no one within 100 miles of him. They're like, he wasn't wearing his mask. It's like, then don't look at the fucking picture. Like, I don't know what to fucking tell you guys. Like, Dude, why so are you looking at shit that if it bothers you? Just don't look at it. I don't know if I told you. We went and saw that comedy show after Ty's birthday last weekend, mm-hmm. and it was that Chad Daniels guy, who's actually very funny. We are, I really enjoyed the show. He was fucking hilarious. But he had this really funny uh, moment at, like, the beginning of the show. He's like, I'm going to say something. And he's like, and I know I might get kicked out of the country for saying this. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, shit, what's he going to say? And he's like, I think... Everyone should just try minding their own fucking business. And everyone, literally the entire crowd just started clapping. And it was just like, yes, thank you. Can Bro. we just, it's that simple. It's just like, guys, and that's, that's been my, the, that's my point of view on literally most things. It's like, look, there's what, 350, maybe 400 million people in this country. There's 8 billion people on the planet. The odds of getting everyone to agree with you on even one topic of insignificance literally never happen it's not going to happen so like to get all worked up and lose friends and ruin familial relationships and scream at people online and just generally waste time out of your day getting upset about these things doesn't make any sense because you're not going to get the other side to flip to your opinion you're not going to flip to theirs so why don't you just fucking do what you're gonna do? Vote for who you're gonna vote for, and let yes, and let the other people. And then do you what go get a do, fucking beer together and, and you talk about on. football. Exactly, it's not this fucking serious. But, but that's where society, with social media and just media in general, has come to this point where I don't believe the media. I don't. I don't trust anything I see I don't on think the news. A lot of people. Do I don't now. trust anything I see on social media. If I see something and I'm like, "That's interesting," let me look it up. I'll go do my own research and I'll sit here for an hour, two hours to make sure I'm educated enough to get my opinion and go, "Okay, these fuckers are wrong." And going back to like Joe Rogan, how he said things. He said he took ivermectin to help him when he was fighting COVID, which. Is literally a proven drug that would help fight COVID. If you ever have COVID, go ask your doctor if you can get on ivermectin and it'll help you fight COVID. And CNN goes, Joe Rogan says he took horse dewormer. And I'm like, just because ivermectin's in horse dewormer doesn't mean like he took horse dewormer. It'd be kind of fucking weird if he's taking actual horse dewormer. It's like that was the whole thing. People take a little snippet and yeah, they yeah. fucking, oh, he's on horse door and now it's national media. And- well, they had, um, during that whole thing, I listened to the Matt Taibbi episode. Matt Taibbi's an independent journalist and Twitter he was, files. he was talking, yeah, he was talking about how just from, from his point of view as someone in that profession, he was just like, it's so not only lazy, but unprofessional and, and borderline unethical for those major news org- organizations and outlets to have taken that information and just run with it without doing any 
seemingly research into like whether or not they were correct in their stance. And it's like whether whatever side of that whole debacle you land on, if there are even sides to take, it doesn't really matter. You should be frustrated with and even angered by the fact that like major news organizations didn't do their fucking job and just started running with a narrative. And it's just like that is just... You know, if you're looking at it just from a, a, a simplistic point of view of like what does an organization like CNN or Fox News do? What is their purpose in the world? They're not fulfilling that purpose. They're, they're lying. You know yeah, what I mean? It's just like purpose. you're just deliberately bad at your job, objectively speaking. Well, right? I don't know how much you follow current events and everything and all of this shit, but. Going up to the and I'll get political real quick, but going up to like, <laughs> I love how many times on this podcast you go, I, I don't want to get political, but and then you just proceed to well, get political. <laughs> it's not necessarily political, but it stays on the media topic of going up to the 2020 election. Everyone's like, oh, Russia collusion. Russia did this with Trump. Russia, Russia, Russia. They hounded this. They impeached him. They did all sorts of shit. And then they come out with I don't I can't remember how long or how big of the fucking Durham report was but it was like thousands of pages or whatever and they're like yeah there's literally no evidence of any Russia collusion out there they're like we can't find anything on this Russia disinformation all sorts of this shit but that was literally all the media talked about going in the 2020 election that skews your opinion if you're a person you're like oh he, a sitting president colluded with a foreign country one of our biggest adversaries. Yeah, that's the only headline you see every day. And then everything came out that that was a bunch of bullshit. And none of the media outlets, not a single one has come out. I'm like, yeah, we're sorry we lied to you for the two years (laughs) during the election cycle about all the bullshit that we knew was fucking bullshit. The government knew was bullshit, but they were telling us to push it out there to you guys. And it's one of those things It's like, well, why? And it's like, oh, okay, you guys all work for the same person. All right, I get it. And now you got like all the Hunter Biden bullshit. And if you look at it, every time news comes out about Hunter Biden and like an indictment or new charges being pushed against him, the literally next day a Trump indictment comes down and the entire media is, oh, Trump indicted for this, Trump indicted for this. They found a fucking loofah in Trump's shower. He's indicted for having an orange <laughs> loofah in his shower. And it's like Hunter Biden was just federally charged with a weapon possession. That's a federal charge. That's that's a felony. Yeah, but Trump had a fucking orange loofah. It's like, guys, why are we fucking not covering actual shit that's going to matter? And it's like, well, because they're going to lie to you and cover shit that does them better, even though it's not doing them better, because CNN fucking is hurting. Uh, Fox is hurting ever since they let go of Tucker. Tucker's doing great things on fucking X, and it's just like, no, if you believe the media, you're a fucking sheep. If you wear a mask out in public again or go get a fucking booster shot, you're a fucking sheep. Now, if you want to do that, I'm going to call you a sheep, but you have every right to do it. I'm not going to come up to you in public and talk to you about it. I'm not going to do anything in public about it. Do what you want to do. Live your life because how you're going to do your shit isn't going to impact you. But if you walk up to me in a store and you're wearing a mask and you harp on me about wearing a mask, you bet your ass I'm going to start coughing. And I'm going to walk at you and cough. Because you approached me with a fucking mask on to tell me to wear a mask when it's not going to kill you. (laughs) And no, I'm not wearing a fucking mask again. So all this shit about getting a fucking mask mandates back. No, go fuck yourself. I'll walk in every store in this country without a mask on. I'll make my goal. Vlog every day. 
That'd be a lot of walking. I couldn't make it. I'd lose a lot of weight. (laughs) Was that your uh, I'm not going to get political segment of the episode today? (laughs) Yeah, fuck COVID. All right, let's go back to football because we didn't even get... We only talked about uh, Saturday football. We didn't I think a- I think you know what happens if we trace the topics all the way back. That all we ended up there because I mentioned Taylor Swift. Because you mentioned Deion Sanders and his importance and and how the media covers him. Yeah. yeah, and we were talking about that, and I mentioned Taylor Swift as a comparison. Deion Sanders is the Trump there. of the me- of college football. There you go. Everyone fucking hates him. He's got a cult following. Everyone else fucking hates him and hates CU. Besides the cult following, and then the actual like fans like me. And they just want to see him die, but it's all the media will cover. There we go. <laughs> Dion's the fucking Trump of college football. Um. Anyway. Uh, anyway, the what talk about of the Broncos? The talk of Sunday was. Do you want to pivot ta- to the Broncos? Yeah, the talk of Sunday was uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So that was pretty cool to see them because um, a little, a couple hours earlier, maybe like an hour or two earlier, the uh, Denver Broncos. Um, well, we're still trying to find them. Seems they've gone missing, <laughs> especially our defense. You know what's crazy about them? Everyone always shit on Russ last year. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. He has the same stats as Patrick Mahomes going into week five or week four of the NFL season. I was going to say, he's actually personally playing much better this year. So if you if you look at it, and I'm sure I've texted it yesterday, um, we had two touchdowns called back because of one was an offensive pass interference, which I don't agree with. I think that was incidental contact. He's running a route, and he has every right to run that route. It's not like – Oh, I saw you know, that one. I agree, yeah. That's, I was that was, that, that one, should have yeah. been incidental. That touchdown should have stood. I was trying to think of when I gave up on that game. I think and I saw that one. Though. That, le- that led to a field goal. Should have been seven. Then another one, you have to be set if you're going towards the line of scrimmage for a full second. It looked like he was set to me. But it wasn't – as soon as it looked like he got set, they snapped the ball, which I guess under the rule it's a full second, so okay. And it's the same guy, by the way. Um, that took say, away another touchdown. Who's your new least favorite Bronco? You, you, Cortland Sutton. Okay. You mentioned it, but you didn't say who it was. And then Cortland Sutton has two fumbles <laughs> yesterday. Um, one of them he fumbled when we were moving the ball pretty well and inside. I don't know if we were inside the 20 or if we were inside the 30, but we are moving the ball pretty well. It was already late in the game. We were already down ass-fucked to fucking getting ass-fucked again. Um, and then he had a fumble that they picked up and returned to our three-yard line and scored a touchdown. And then Russell Wilson threw an interception, which I think was a pretty bad interception. I think I had been watching the other game at that point in time. But um, Russell Wilson's not playing terrible. And he's not playing great, but he's not playing terribly. No, but you had a top three defense, top five defense last year, and they just got 70 points, 726 yards. They're the first defense in NFL history to give up five receiving and five rushing touchdowns. They were two points shy of the NFL record, which, let's be real, the Dolphins should have gotten. Because didn't they have 70 with like eight minutes to yeah, go Yeah, they had the game 70 too, with eight like, and a half minutes yeah. left. And then we had a 99-yard kickoff return for t- – so our special teams didn't look terrible yesterday. That was our bright spot. I guess that's one bright spot. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to see any punts because they scored 10 touchdowns in an NFL game. That was like Alabama going to Western and playing Western. That's what the score should have looked like. I didn't even I, – I think it was like – Oh, and this was all without Jalen Waddell, their second-best receiver. Right, right. I think when the score, when the Dolphins had like 35 or something, 
I think I turned to Taya and I was like, this is going to turn into a blowout real fast. Oh, it's like six minutes into the first but quarter? in my head, I'm thinking a blowout is, I don't know. 42 to 42, 14. 48 maybe. I mean, you're still getting your ass kicked, but it's like it's conceivable. There are scores like that it's all the time. It's an NFL ass kicking. Yeah, it's an NFL ass kicking. Not 70 <laughs> to 20. I was like, what is happening right now? This is embarrassing, dude. And I sent you, you know, I came over here and right before we started recording, I showed you the clip of uh, Matt McChesney on his radio show, former CU, former Bronco player. He seems like he just hates Sean Payton. And he was real fired up about that game. And yeah, he's not happy with Sean Payton. And I, he seems like he has a lot of other reasons other than just this last game to to go into him feeling right. that way. So I don't know exactly but what I, his I opinions do, are. but I do agree with him when he said they care more about the name on their – well, he, he didn't say this. I'm going to – infer this because I say this all the time. They care more about the name on the back than they do the yeah, logo on the yeah. side of the helmet or the name on the front. And yeah, he he said something to the effect, like I'm paraphrasing, but he said something to the effect of like the guys on the team don't care about the logo, the logo on, on the side, side of the, of the helmet and yeah. that it, it shows. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, what, one, I wish that McDaniel for Miami would have kicked the field goal to score 73 and set the record. After the game, he goes – that would have been a karma moment. We we would have had our karma, and we don't yeah. want bad karma. And I go, yeah. you did the respectful thing as an NFL coach. You 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 followed the coaching guidelines and rules. But at the same time, I would have sat there and been like, "This isn't college. I'm not here to demoralize a division or an FCS school as I'm Alabama. I don't need to put up 95." I'd have been like, "I'm we're playing professionals. We are playing yeah. men that have the exact same." Money and utilities and everything that we do, kick the field goal. <laughs> or, well, or go for the touchdown. Put up 77. I, I would have been. Well, and here's, here's the thing, too. I don't know what much more you want Mike McDaniel to do. Like I said, do you want he him to start taking fucking backups in? Like, right, in the third And they're quarter. still just running up and down the field on well, the Broncos. Well, like it's, like people, it's not like he left Tua in well, and, and Tyreek like, What do you want him to do, start taking a knee in the third quarter? Right. It's like, like, no, you are paid to play the fucking game. Exactly, if you're going to get embarrassed yeah. 84 to 20, you deserve to be embarrassed right. 84 to 20. Yeah. Because guess what? If I was an NFL owner, if say I own the Broncos – because if I owned any other team, I'd be like, why don't I own the Broncos? I would have gone into that locker room after the game, and I would have looked around and been like, literally not a single person in here is fucking safe. I will literally pay league minimums to guys that are, are undrafted free agents that want to be here and want to play. I would have looked at Cortland Sutton directly and been like, how much fucking money are you making? To have two fumbles from which a toddler could have knocked that ball out of your arm. Because they weren't like hard hits. It wasn't like four people punching at him. trying to. It was literally just like, bloop, and it fell out. Both <laughs> times. And I'm like, bruh. And then he drops ones right in his hands. And he goes, my bad. It's like, well, no shit. It's not Russell Wilson's bad, but he's going to get fucking blamed for it. Russell Wilson's been playing all right this year. He's been playing well enough for us to win. I looked at our defense and been like, the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, Vance Joseph and his defense. Oh, I would have looked at Vance Joseph be, and been like, you can just stay here. Need to be coming under some extreme heat. I don't that know is, how you that don't get fired. a national embarrassment. And That's, Sean Payton come out and was like, yeah, he's not fired. But here's the thing, too. You can't fire Sean Payton because you traded a first-round draft pick for him. Right. And you signed him to this fucking contract. 
Well, same thing for Russell Wilson. You're, they're in so deep on Russell Wilson. It's like, what are you going to do? Right maybe, now? maybe the Bears would trade Justin Fields for Russell Wilson. Oh God! Just straight up. Can you imagine having fucking Justin Fields in the Broncos? I think Justin Fields is in a bad system for him on a really bad organization. I don't think he's in a place to allow him to succeed. Um, I'm not fully out on the Justin Fields train yet, but it's I think not looking he, good I think right he now, needs though. to get out of Chicago. Yeah, let's be real. Careers go to Chicago to die. Jay Cutler yeah. was doing great in Denver. Went to Chicago, fucking sucked ass. Didn't yeah, care. Yeah. He got paid. Yeah, all of that. Also, speaking of this, and we've brought this up before with sports contracts, this is where I need to be like, hey, you get paid to play, right? Guess what, Broncos? You're paying me as your fucking owner. You're gonna pay me. Oh, oh, never mind. I just won't pay you this week. Cause guess what? Y'all didn't fucking show up. Yeah, there needs to be. We, we, we've talked about how there's a lot of inherent danger in offering these fully guaranteed contracts. Look at Deshaun Watson, that backwards. <laughs> oh my God, how funny <laughs> that, was that? That was he's like getting tackled. He's just like. And the caption literally just says 230 million fully, fully guaranteed." guaranteed. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is like then after that he's like played. It was his best yeah. game in a Browns jersey. Yeah. I mean, he's played yeah. seven games, but right. But I, I think you know the danger in offering these fully guaranteed contracts is then what is the incentive for these guys to go out there and try 100% every Nothing. Sunday and put their best on the field? And if they go out there and they drop passes as a receiver and fumble twice, uh, oh, well, I got guaranteed money. Or if they're yeah. a quarterback and they're throwing picks and they're getting sacked all the time and fumbling the ball, eh, whatever, I make $230 million guaranteed. What, right. what the fuck do I care? You like, want to bench me? I'll just stay healthy and make a shitload of money. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'll just be a backup quarterback and make 230 like, million. It doesn't affect me any. That's where as much as I hate Tom Brady, he always wanted to win. Same with Drew Brees. Always wanted to fucking win. Peyton Manning always wanted to fucking win. You have some of these receivers who are like, I didn't touch the ball enough. It's like, we won the game 38 to fucking 14. What more do you want? Like, you're making millions. Yeah. Well, you're, I wanna, you're winning games. I want to do this. It's like, do you want to win a Super Bowl or do you want to fucking catch 100 passes this year? And right. Like, I guarantee 95, if not more, percent of the NFL would be like, I want to catch 100 passes. I don't care about winning a Super Bowl. And I'd be like, that's not the people I want on my team. Look at the fucking Arizona Cardinals. They could realistically be 3-0 and right now. And they, they played crazy. at the Commanders week one. And they had them on the ropes. The Commanders came back and won that game. They should have beat the Giants, but the Giants mounted a good comeback and came back and won oh, that that's 31 right. yeah, 28. That's right. They had that big comeback. They were up 20 to nothing at half or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, then they just beat the Cowboys, but the Cardinals are competing. Cheesiest fucking head coach. I want killers. And everyone's like giving him shit, and you, they like pan around the fucking meeting room, and everyone's just kind of like, the fuck? Who's this head coach? They're playing for him. Yeah. They're playing hard. Yeah. And I don't know if that's very a many big people win on that for them. That's a roster. really good win for them to beat yeah, up. It's a pretty, pretty good loss for a Cowboys team. Yeah, pretty like good Cowboys team looking Super so far. Bowl champions, yeah. like yeah, I'm sure you are. You lost the fucking Cardinals. <laughs> okay, you well, didn't get blown out by fifty, but you one, lost one thing I was going to say about the Broncos. By the way, we play the Bears this week. Oh my god, it's going to be an all-time <laughs> terrible looking. I hope game. I hope they flex that to the Sunday night. Oh game. my god, <laughs> brutal. Uh, Justin Fields and Russell Wilson. What a sorry ass game that's if, gonna be. If we, Watch, we're if both we, gonna be wrong, and it's gonna be like this exhilarating back yeah, and forth, like forty two thirty five. We're gonna be completely wrong. Shock the whole country. Um, I was, the, you know, even though we started zero two coming into the Dolphins game, there were some things to be encouraged about. 
right? Yeah, like we there put were up some, some points. We put up some points. There were some things to look positively at, and you're like, all right, we're scoring more points. We're We've competitive lost two in these games, games by three combined points. Right. Like, all right, you know, we're zero two. It's not what you want in the Sean Payton era, but it's a long season. Russell whatever. Wilson's not looking bad. Yeah. The offense is looking like there's some things. And then yesterday happened, and you're <laughs> like, oh my god, I feel like we took two steps forward and like five backwards. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Where do you go from there? 70 to 20. Chicago. <laughs> this is the most must win game for either team in NFL oh history. Oh my god, if we lose to the Bears, especially if we lose badly to the Bears, like just throw in the towel. It's Oh, don't even throw in the towel, just move the franchise. Oh my god. Just just move to like Canada or Mexico City or something. <laughs> like just fucking relocate and let us Broncos fans migrate somewhere else. I think it's and I I this is my theory and I've told you this before. I think it's particularly harder on Broncos fans when the team is not doing well because Broncos fans have very high expectations. Well, I think- and I, I think a lot of the time, and I, this is just coming, this is my own personal opinion from judging the last 10 years or so of Broncos since football. Since Peyton Manning left. Since the Peyton Manning era. I, I think really if you look at just before Peyton Manning got here, those several seasons right before you know John Elway went out and convinced him to come here, the Broncos were not very good. They were a middling team at but, best. But and Tebow, Peyton, we were competing. And then and then Peyton comes here in a four year stretch. We go to two Super Bowls. We win one of them. And we also have the most embarrassing Super Bowl. We do have a horribly embarrassing Super Bowl loss, but we were in the Super Bowl twice. We had in the four highest years. scoring offense in NFL. Yeah. Well, that's going to get shattered this year because so, the Dolphins are on pace for oh, like yeah. 140 points more. So. We have this four-year stretch that is like has only previously been experienced in places like New England, you know, where like right. they're used to that level of like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl all the time. Our team's fucking great. And then Peyton leaves, and then we go right back to being a middling right, team we were eight at and eight best. Afterwards, and yeah, then we haven't to had a even season. a bad team right. in in certain years. So it's like I think that Peyton Manning stretch, while it was simultaneously great for Broncos country, it was also terrible for Broncos country because it 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 shifted where every normal fans expectations are going into each season and instead of being like hey I'd love to go 500 or even like a little above 500 and maybe compete for the playoffs to we should be in the AFC championship game and competing for Super Bowls every year and then you, you fucking go five and whatever and you're like well what what happened you're all like you know, indignant that the Broncos well, but, are terrible. And it's like, yeah, but that should have been your kind of, you know, if you were expecting eight and eight and you, you know, won five games and you're like, ah, well, we underperformed a little bit, but I wasn't expecting us to go so, to the Super Bowl. So here's one thing, though. In the Pat Bowlen era, when he owned the team, I was his only goal was to win. They were one of, if not the most competitive teams in all of the NFL, right? We were, yeah, we went through stretches where it was like we had Jay Cutler and then Kyle Orton, like, we went through stretches where it was like, who's our fucking quarterback? Yeah. But don't forget, Jay Cutler also took us to an AFC championship game, yeah. which we lost to the Steelers, and they went on to win a Super Bowl. We and we were, weren't, like, terrible. We, we were just okay a lot of years. We had we a couple right. years. Um, the McDaniel year was really bad with Tim Tebow. But yeah. then you got to think, Tim Tebow took us to New England for the divisional round. Yeah. We got our asses kicked, but we weren't supposed to be in the fucking playoffs. Yeah, no and way. we weren't supposed no to way. beat the Steelers. Yeah. And we won that game, and it was like – you know, we were always competitive, but then you look at our quarterbacks we have drafted. Um, Paxton Lynch, I think we took 12th overall. I don't even 
I think he's the only quarterback in NFL or in history to start in the NFL, XFL, CFL, oh, and God. USFL. Um, not a good overall, not not a good twelfth overall. Let's look pick. up the Broncos quarterbacks while you're talking. You, we drafted Drew Locke in the second round. That hasn't panned out for anyone. He's still sitting on the bench behind Geno Smith. Um, we drafted Brock Osweiler, who was supposed to take over for Peyton, but then he signed that massive contract in Houston. Um, we drafted so Chad Kelly with Mr. Irrelevant. That pick's kind of, you know, I wouldn't say that's a bad quarterback pick. But we really we haven't drafted a quarterback that we could try and grow in-house. And that's this the is, thing. This is not really showing it in year order. Damn, this, that's what I wanted. Because we've had 40 TV starting quarterbacks in the last 20 years. <laughs> Wikipedia had it broken down by, like, their tenure, like how long they were here. That's not what I was looking at. All right. So maybe let's – is this going from – yeah, okay. This is going from Manning 2012 to 2014. So obviously that's that stretch that I was just talking about, yep. this fantastic he, stretch. He started and Brock Osweiler started. Those are the only two starting quarterbacks in that stretch. Yeah, 2015, Peyton Manning, Brock Osweiler. Nine games and seven games respectively. 2016 2016 Trevor was Simeon. Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. Yep. Trevor Simeon was 14 games. Lynch was two. Um, 2017 – Trevor Simeon, 10 games. Brock Osweiler, four games. Paxton Lynch, two games. <laughs> so we had three quarterbacks in 2017. Case Keenum. Um, it's a fucking article. Scroll to continue with content. Oh, okay. Uh, 2018, Case Keenum, who yeah. uh, was basically – We signed him on a one-year I, contract after the Minnesota Miracle. Uh, yeah, and I heard people describe him as Walmart Joe Flacco. And then the next year, 2019, we had actual Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, yep. Andrew Locke and Brandon Allen in 2019. Yep. 2020, Drew Locke Locke, again, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Ripien, Kendall Hinton. Well, Kendall Hinton's kind of uh, one one game. Was that the one that we played against the Saints? Yeah. And like neither team had a quarterback. No, only the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. Oh yeah, their quarterback room broke the COVID protocols. And it was uh, what's the dude's name for the Saints again? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. So it was Taysom Hill versus Kendall Hinton, right? Yeah, that was an interesting game. Uh, And then 2021, Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater for 14 games. Drew Locke, three games. Um, Last year was Brett Ripon and Russell Wilson, and then this year was Russell Wilson. And now it's Russell Wilson. So it's like. How many quarterbacks did we just name in the last like five years? Like ten, fucking a yeah. hundred. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think we have the most in that stretch. Maybe the Browns have more, but yeah, it's like. But that's the thing too is like one two. If you look at all these great quarterbacks that have great long careers, where are they? They're drafted in those locations, or they're traded there like their rookie year, right? Like Peyton Manning, drafted the Colts. That's literally like 12 quarterbacks or something since 2014. <laughs> That's an six quarterbacks a year. It's ridiculous. But like, think about it. All these good quarterbacks are usually drafted and grown inside an organization. Yeah. Russell Wilson's with his third offensive coordinator in three fucking years. Like, it's just, I don't know. My biggest takeaway from yesterday was Vance Joseph is not the guy for the defensive coordinator job. Yeah. Um, because... The players that we have on our roster now compared to last year, the skill gap, there's really no difference. So what the fuck's going on Exactly. that it's this fucking bad of a, of a defense? Because 70 points is embarrassing. 35 points is like, we got to figure our shit out. Yeah. 70 points the following week is fucking embarrassing. 
Like, well, and one of the things too. So the Dolphins played the Patriots the week before, and I was going to look up the Patriots did not let the Dolphins score that many points. I was going to look up how many points that was. Let's see here. Week two. It was okay. So the Dolphins only scored twenty four points against the Patriots last Sunday on Sunday Night Football. So I remember watching the game and telling Taya, "Hey, the Dolphins." play the Broncos next week. If the Broncos can hold the Dolphins to 24 points, we'll be in that game. We have a chance to win that. I was off by just a few points. <laughs> Let me tell you what the final score of that game was. It was um, 70 to 20, if you didn't know. Yeah, I was off by just a little bit. <laughs> 46 points more than the Patriots let up. So That's let's just read this real quick. The Dolphins had 30 first downs. <laughs> they were 5 of 9 on third down conversions. They averaged 10.2 yards per play. So a first down every play, basically. They had 71 plays for 726 yards. A literal double up of the Broncos. The Broncos had 363. It's an exact double up. Oh, my God. Um... Only one sack in the game that was against the Broncos. Time of possession, 33 minutes to 26. Not terrible there. Time of possession is not too skewed, but. Penalties, 7 of 45, 6 of 55. Again, not terrible. Um, but, yeah, let's go back to the rushing yards. I don't think they ran the ball very good for well, 350 they, yards. They scored, what did we say earlier, 10 touchdowns in the game? Yeah, they scored two in the first quarter, three in the second quarter, three in the th- or two in the third quarter, three in the fourth quarter. Oh my god! Dude. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't even make sense. Like seventy points. So, here let, let me. I gotta bring this up. Oh no! Last year, the Broncos' defense gave up uh, three hundred fifty-nine total points. Not terrible when you play the Chiefs twice and and the the Chargers. Right. Three fifty nine. Remember that number. <laughs> Three fifty nine, <laughs> all year, in twenty twenty two. So far, we've given up one hundred twenty two. The next closest in our division is eighty seven. Through three games, and they at least have a win. <laughs> one hundred twenty two through three games, and that's a third, more than a third of what we gave up all of last year. And we're three games. And we're three games. We haven't even played the Chiefs yet. And the Chiefs started to look like they clicked yesterday on offense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were playing the Bears, but they they were starting to click. Well, Taya had Mahomes for fantasy, and he had 31 points before halftime. Oh, yeah, I know. Because he didn't even really play in the second half. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm fully aware. (laughs) Our our best bet to get back on track is we play at the Bears, and then we get the Jets at home. Yeah, yeah. So let's hope that the Jets just don't pick up a quarterback. Neither of those two teams look very good. The Jets have a good defense, but, like, we we should be better than Zach Wilson. I'm if yeah. If we lose to the Bears and the Jets, it's all over. I mean, because we get so just get, burn it down and start over. <laughs> we're at the Bears, then we're home against the Jets, and then we go on the road to the Chiefs. That'll be fun. Um, then we're home against the Packers, and they're not looking bad at all with Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah. And then we're home against the Chiefs, and then we're at the Bills. Oh God. <laughs> And then we're home against the Vikings, who have a good offense. They score a lot of points. Home against the Browns, who have a good offense. 
at the Texans who are playing out of their fucking mind with C.J. Stroud as a rookie quarterback, at the Chargers who have a good offense, at the Lions who have a good offense, home against the Patriots who have a good defense, but their offense isn't spectacular. I was going to say the first game that you've listed, that whole schedule, that their offense isn't really good is the Patriots, really. Yeah. Which is not a good sign for a team whose defense just gave up 70 points. Home against the Chargers, who have a good offense. And then at the Raiders, whose offense sucks. But for some reason, so we like, can't ever beat the Raiders. So there's like, after the Bears and the Jets, there's like two other games <laughs> two where other the offense games. isn't we're, amazing. We're trying basically. to become bowl eligible in the 17 right. game season. Oh my god, dude. <sighs> I just is, hope we have sucks. a first round pick next year. Well, they uh, did you see the caption of one of those nfl memes page memes that i sent you it was uh next week is the bears and the broncos in the caleb williams game the caleb williams caleb, sweet caleb williams sweet <laughs> uh, that is the one thing about being like the best player in college football and winning the heisman is you're just basically guaranteeing your team guaranteeing yourself to play for a really shitty nfl team and not win games but but here's the flip side of that too his dad came out and i you know I don't know if his dad speaks for him, but he goes, if he doesn't like the situation in which he's going to, he'll stay and play another year in college. Oh, interesting. Because he doesn't have to come out. Yeah. And it, if I looked at it and I'm like, the Bears have the first overall pick or the Cardinals have the first overall pick, and you don't want to play. the the Playing in Denver is not bad. It's a great fan base. I would say it's a great organization. We just got to figure out what the new well, there's is, what we're doing. There's Well, and you know with the Broncos franchise, at least, there's going to be plenty of money put into Right, there's plenty the, of stability. The there's stability yeah. here in Denver. Yeah. Sean Payton's not going anywhere. So if you can come in and learn from him or you want to learn from him, you'll be like you, – you could kind of finagle your way and be like, I don't want, I'm not going to play for the Cardinals and I'm not going to play for the Bears. You know, If the Broncos have the first overall pick, you could be like, yeah, I'll play. For the Broncos. And then if you're the Broncos, you go, we're drafting Caleb Williams. And I look at Russ and I go, he's your competition. Yeah. If he beats you out, he beats you out. And if you want to request a trade, whoever's going to take on your contract, good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. But Maybe the Jets will pick him up. Oh, no, because Aaron Rodgers will be back next year. They think he'll oh, be back right, for the yeah. fucking playoffs. And I'm like, you no, guys aren't won't. making the fucking he, playoffs. Well, and he's also 38 years old with a blown-out Achilles. He's not coming Dude, back he's just going to get high on ayahuasca. He won't feel the pain. <laughs> <laughs> he'll go out there. He's probably playing out of his mind. Just, he just throws like a ball. He's like, whoa. I, I do. Does, but. I'm not going to lie, though. I am bummed that that Aaron Rodgers got injured Me too, because so he was on my fantasy the season. Team. Well, and he's in my work league, and I had him. I picked him up just as like a backup quarterback. I'm like, it's going to be – Great to have him. Even if he's playing mid-level Aaron Rodgers throughout the year, that's a solid backup to have in fantasy. I picked him up to throw darts to Garrett Wilson, and yeah. then he got hurt four plays in, and I was like, so I have Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff in fantasy now. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, say what you want about Aaron Rodgers. For some reason, a lot of people don't like that guy. I've always been an Aaron Rodgers fan, but he is an incredibly gifted quarterback. I mean, if you're even getting a like mid-level older Aaron Rodgers, that's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That guy's incredibly fucking talented. Oh yeah. So that Jets team is a completely different team with Aaron Rodgers than they are currently with Zach Wilson. Oh yeah. That's why if you're a Jets fan, that must have been so devastating. Just like a shot to the fucking gut. Dude, like I said, did you ever watch his entrance where he ran out yeah, on 9/11 yeah. with the flag in the fucking stadium? Dude, they must crazy. have been going from so high to just like <laughs> fucking hang me in like two seconds. 
they're all looking at it like each other, like maybe the stadium will collapse in on us. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> all wake up from this fucking awful dream. And then they won the game. They're like, wow, Zach Wilson's it. And then they play week two and they're like, fuck us. <laughs> Back to reality. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. Fucking yesterday. Like I said, Saturday was kind of expected. Um, again, hey, we've won three games so far, so my weekends haven't been terrible. Yeah. Western won again, so I, you know, I was happy nice. with that. Nice. They're undefeated, up to like seventeenth in the country in Division Two. Hell yeah! We might have to go up to the the Western Mines game in Golden. Yeah. Um, because college football here, we're either gonna have to go to a CSU game or an Air Force game if we want. Right. CSU yeah. Game. CSU's, CSU's not happening this year. Out of control. Out of control. Prices. Um. I'd go watch a Western game versus like Mines or something. That'd be fun. If they play at Mines this year, and if Western stays undefeated till they play Mines, it'll be probably close to two top ten teams. I mean, Mines is second in the country right now. That'd be fun to watch, actually. That'd be a good. So job. I'd be down to go up there and, yeah. and watch that game. When is that? Like later in October? I think or in October. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look it up and I can let you guys know. All right. Um, well, we'll have to go up to Western when they have a their new stadium built for a home game. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'll take you guys up there because yeah. you guys have never been to Gunnison. Never been, yeah. So I'll take you up to my old stomping grounds. Yeah. I want to see what it's like up there. Yeah. We really need to go in the summer. I would like to go there in the summer so it's not freezing well, fucking we, we can go to an early football game. We'll go to like okay. a September game. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to drive over the mountains when it's snowing. Right, And right. then drive back the same day. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. But, ah, dude, the fucking Broncos. I'm so, I'm so bummed. Mike McDaniels, next time kick the fucking field goal. Embarrass him. <laughs> fucking embarrass him. I would have. I would have kicked the field goal and looked right across to Sean Payton. <laughs> and I would have just been like, nice Super Bowl you have there. Um, nice fucking record for 73 points put up on your ass you have there, bud. Just kidding. It's 80. We just scored a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing that I was talking about earlier is like, what do you want the guy to do? He's got backups in, and they're still just running up Hon- and down the honestly, field. It's if, just like, if, dude, I'm trying to not kick your ass, and I'm still kicking your ass. If, like, if I was Sean Payton, if I was the coach of the Broncos there, and I was just seeing how piss poor we were playing, I would have called a timeout and tried and like, motion him over, and I would have been like, run it up. Run it fucking up. You can tell the media and everybody, I said run it up, I'll say the same shit. No animosity towards you or your players. Run it the fuck up. I would have looked at my players and been like, they're going to keep playing. Yeah. They're going to fucking, we're going to figure out who wants to fucking play football for this team or not. I told them to run it up. It's all on you fucking now to stop them. They're playing their fucking scout team. (laughs) And y'all are starters. (laughs) And they just put 24 more points up on you. It's fucking 94 to 20. Imagine you're you're just you're giving me kind of like flash PTSD flashbacks to like little league and high school football of like losing badly to teams, and that's like the exact sort of tone and then words that the coach would always share afterwards. Like I can just picture you as a high school football coach for a team that got blown out against a team that should not have beaten them that bad. <laughs> Do any of you want to fucking be here? We're gonna find out who wants to be here, dude. Can you imagine how many, if that's a high school team, how many fucking suicides you would have run at practice? Practice would have been like four hours long, high and it would have been the most. It would have been the longest, most brutal fucking practice ever. I would say high school and college at a certain level are different. Like if I'm at high school and we're getting blown out, I'm gonna be like, let's get some young kids in there, let's get them some experience, let them have some fun. Yeah, they're gonna get their asses chewed out on Monday, but like I'm not gonna risk my starters. Or that film hurt. session. Yeah, dude, we had a bad film session. We lost the game by one. Yeah, or even if we won sometimes and we just didn't look good you, doing it. Dude, <laughs> Looney got mad at us. This is going back to our high school. This is our, our opening uh, game against Chatfield. We won and we scored on every offensive possession that we had. 
And in film, Looney was like ripping me, and I go, Looney, we literally scored on every offensive possession we had. What more do you want me to do? <laughs> if I missed a block, but we still scored on the drive, I think it's my fine. block yeah. didn't fucking matter at that point in time. But if I missed a block and he made the play and we didn't score on that drive, then yeah, ring my ass. That's I what get that's it. that's but what I mean. Is we like scored every fucking drive, and he's like. You fucking missed a block. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> we expect perfection. Um, that's what I mean is like, you know, I was just picturing what that would have been like as a player in high school. Imagine if we lost a game 70 to 20, what that would have been like. Oh. Like, we would get our asses chewed when we won games. Yeah, so it's our, like, what, what does it look like when you lose by 50? Our coaches would have They might have just legitimately killed all of us. us. Like, just yeah. stabbed everyone in the stomach. We, we would have walked in the weight room. They would have – well, after we lost to Ralston Valley – they were like, no more jogging your warm-up jog. They're like, oh, yeah, your yeah, jog yeah. has to be, or your mile has to be done. in Because we used to just be able to jog. It's right. like a cool down, get your body loose before we did a, oh, that's a, right. a lift afterwards. Dude, you're giving me flashbacks. Film. I don't like this. So we got there, and we got on the line, and fucking Ack goes, no fucking jogging today. You guys finish it in 10. Everyone finishes in 10 minutes, or you do it, and the whole team does it again. And it's just supposed to be a warm-up And thing. it's just supposed yeah. to be like our get loose yeah. to go in and do a, a fucking, um, like, a not a cool down. One of the fucking workouts where you, like, just. The flush lift. The flush lift. Yeah. Where it's yeah. light lift. And we're fucking, like, sprinting. Because a 10-minute mile, when you're not trained to run miles after a well, football game. Well, and it's the day game, after a game. You're sore. You're the tired. morning after. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, like, fucking five hours after. Right, right. And you're like, we're out there running. You have certain teammates that are hung over. And you're like, how the fuck right. did you go out last night? We got home at midnight, and we had to be here at 7. Like, why did you go out? And they're like, bah. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> we had to fucking do That's that. Always, uh, that is just giving me flashbacks and thinking about like, oh, yeah, like we didn't – we didn't run our mile, our warm up mile fast enough. That's why we lost. Well, yeah, you're only, right. You fucking nailed it. You really put your finger on it. Right. Not only did we do that, or you didn't do uh, no, you didn't do all of your sets of hamstring curls Dude, or whatever the okay. fuck it was. Like yeah, for sure. So, That's why we lost. You so we it. we finished that. Then we go inside to do our lift, and it used to be 135 pounds on every lift. Do it was like three sets of ten just to get your body, you know, like you said, flush your body out, get it loose, and then we'd go watch film afterwards and. Dude, we went into that weight room and Ward was just like, there was like 265 on everything. We're doing like 265 on fucking incline. We're doing like 385 on cleans. We're fucking doing 900 pound step ups. We're fucking reverse curl benching, fucking 465. And it's like intense. Like the heater was on. They always shut the fucking water off in there. And then we go to the film room and they're like, we're doing a full film together, offense and defense. And it was just. Matt, you fucking missed the block again. And I'd be like, yeah, I can fucking see that. And then all of a sudden you hear a fucking voice out of the background. Well, maybe if in seventh grade you didn't miss that extra rep on T-Bar Row, you would have made that block. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think seventh grade had any fucking impact. I, actually, block, I don't right? think that has any relevance on this, but thank you for bringing that up. It might not have put 200 pounds more on me to make me a fucking huge guy, but, you know, thanks again for the, oh, you missed another block. Yeah, well, if you wouldn't have fucking done that extra hamstring curl or not gone to fucking Mexico three years ago, you would have been fine. I've been like, sorry I had a beer like six years ago. Um, I don't think... Then we go out and put, watch the JV game. I don't think I can put into words how little I miss that time of my life. <laughs> I Dude, did not I'm, enjoy any of it. I miss football so much. 
And people are like, you miss the practices? Like, no, I miss the games. I miss game days, going into high school with your jersey on. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. And then I'd go to, I'd, after school, I'd go over to Subway. I'd get a footlong sub sandwich every day. I'd go back home. I would watch Jerry Springer. For some reason, that got me, like, amped up. My <laughs> girlfriend would come over. We'd hang out a little bit. She'd go home. I'd start to get ready, come to school, like, fucking ready to kill someone. Of course, I had to get a little more amped up. I was fucking six foot one, 190 pounds as a guard. <laughs> I had to get a little more amped up because I'm like, I just got to go make people not make plays. That was my goal. Tell the rest of our line what to fucking do. <laughs> I'd get there game days. I'm like, fuck yeah. We'd get to the stadium. I'd walk out and I'm like, got that fucking serious face. Like I was into it. Get out there on the field. I'm like fucking pumped. And then yeah, go home and be like, fuck, I'm sore. Like that was a fucking great game. It was fun. And then be like, oh, my alarm's about to go off in four hours to go get fucking chewed out because I fell down on a play. I I mean, I gave 100% and I took it seriously. I just did not enjoy any of it. I loved game days, but, yeah, I mean, our practice, dude, my – the one thing that's going to live with me forever is sled, tackle. Oh, my God. Because we would be down there hitting the sled constantly, taking that shit six miles down a fucking path. And you'd look up at the fucking field where the defense is just drinking water, right. standing there, barely hitting each other and tackling. The quarterbacks and the running backs are just like running lazy-ass right. routes and tossing the ball back and forth to each and other. Then like, yeah, that looks fucking hard. He'd be like, he'd blow the whistle as we're done. And we're like, we're like dying and we run back up there. And he goes, live run! And we're all like, <laughs> the defense is all fresh and ready to right, go. Right, and we're right. all like getting our stance shaken. And we're about to fucking pass out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> You miss a block and you're like laying on the 900 degree turf and the team's just screaming at you and you're just like, why are we in full pads in week nine? And you miss this? I know I don't. I miss games. You miss, I miss the, the games. games. Okay. I miss. I miss. I miss playing football. I miss the games, but I do not miss going out to practice and going to scout team and having someone go try hard when you're just like, bro, let us go through the fucking motions yeah. because. I don't want to. We're be in the here. last ten minutes of a three-hour-long practice. This isn't going to get, get you done. varsity yeah. time. This is going to make me cut block you and try and blow your fucking knee, out <laughs> so that you don't have to do this again, and I don't have to do this again, because I'm fucking over this shit. Because I got it was um, there was one practice where they threw the pad because for some reason they threw hand shields out. Like that's going to fucking hold and protect anybody down. Right, right. They threw a hand shield to uh, a sophomore. He came running. Out. I won't say any names. Um, and this was one of those practices where Looney and Johnson were just fucking just on one. full fucking speed. You <laughs> yeah, better yeah. put him on his ass or we're doing it again. And I was like, all right. He comes out. Doesn't even, <laughs> he doesn't even have his chin strap buckled. He gets his hand shield, doesn't have his mouthpiece in. We're at the line of scrimmage. And he's playing nose. Well, this play is a double team for Dino and I. And I was sick and tired of getting yelled at. And I go, Put your mouthpiece in. He goes, what? And I'm like, buckle your helmet and put your mouthpiece in real quick. Hurry up. And Looney goes, there's no time for that. And I'm like, there's no time for this guy to put his fucking helmet on? (laughs) (laughs) There's no time for safety. I'm like, all right. And I'm like, just fucking hold on. We get in our stance and he goes, and he's like looking around. He barely gets in like a stance. He's almost like he's just like sitting down, like not ready. Snaps the ball. Bro, he's like nine yards back and. I Dino bounced up to a linebacker, but I fucking like hammered him into the ground. He gets up, his chin straps like on his eye, <laughs> and he's like limping. And he goes sub, and he like <laughs> takes the hand. He, he takes the hand. I don't want this it, shit anymore. Throws it to someone else, 
And then he goes, finally, you guys did something. I was like, Looney, the dude didn't even know he was playing football. Yeah. I remember that kid that you're talking about. Yeah, And it was, was just not, like. He was not prepared for that. That's not. Like, I'm not proud of what I just did, but I had to do it because I don't want to get my ass chewed out anymore. Yep. Because yep. that fucking bicep curl I missed at Northridge really fucking fucked right, me over, right. you know? So <laughs> If you would have just worked harder in summer weights, Matt, you would have made all those blocks. Dude, our high school, our team, we would have been really good if we cared, and I think we would have cared a lot more if the coaching was different. If we didn't go live every day, like even if we did just shells where it was to the thud, mm-hmm. we went live on like a Tuesday, like, you know, to the thud on Monday, alive on Tuesday, thud Wednesday, walk through Thursday game friday dude all of us would have been much happier to play but we were live literally every day we would probably go through a walkthrough and johnson would be like you need to start hitting each other it's like there's nobody in front of us and he goes well hit somebody and it's like well dude, what the fuck you mean hit somebody we also would have reduced a tremendous amount of injuries oh if yeah we would have done that i don't know why we had it's like when you're several weeks into the season hey guess what we all know how to tackle and get tackled we've been doing it all fucking year like <laughs> We don't need to be going live, right. full tackling, every day in practice. That's not well, necessary. I know – maybe this is why I have really bad stomach issues. <laughs> <laughs> because my mom would be like, where's your ibuprofen? Because I would put a bottle of 500 tablets in my football bag. Mm-hmm. And I'd come home from the game and be like, mom, I need a new bottle of ibuprofen. So she was just getting me new bottles thinking that I was like, you know, being a drug dealer in the locker room with ibuprofen. Dude, I was taking probably 500 ibuprofen a week. Like not even five hundred tablets. Yeah, like not not even kidding, bro. I had a teammate like that in college, but I don't think he was taking that many. I I was legit. But he had one of those big ass fucking like thousand tablet bottles or whatever in his locker, and he was just popping them like Skittles all there. There was a practice. Uh, it's like, not good. It was like our is it not good? For, is it your kidney or your liver that? I think that it's your fucks liver because it can't yeah. like clean can't it all out, so it just pushes it. everything, and it also fucks your stomach up. That actually might, makes sense. Did you have stomach problems before mm. football? You might be onto something there. So that's why I'm like really reluctant to take ibuprofen. Like this, <laughs> I think the damage has been done. I think if you have a migraine, you can take two like or three. This now. bottle of ibuprofen, <laughs> I think I've had for yeah, it expired in January of this year. I think you and can, I still take it, but yeah, I think you can take two or three if you if your shoulder. Yeah, I, I still take it if I'm like my. It's usually my knees now, yeah, but yeah. there was a day I woke up on like a Tuesday after a game and I had the worst headache and I'm pretty sure I was concussed. And the only way I thought about getting it, I took 10 ibuprofen when I woke up before I got in the shower, ate my breakfast, got to school, like three hours into school. I was like, fuck my head hurts. Went out to my football bag, took 10 more ibuprofen because your body can only ingest so much of it. So that at some point you're just ingesting shit for no reason. (laughs) But I'm like, dude, the more I take, maybe it'll make me loopy. Before football, I took about 15 or 20, and then after practice, I took another 10 before I went to bed. Dude, how are you still alive? Dude, I don't know. I was fucking like, yeah, I was like addicted to ibuprofen, and it's not like it was giving you a high or anything. It was just I was trying not to feel pain. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it was bad because every time I was like, Mom, do you have another bottle? Because she would go, you know, Costco or Sam's and get like the 10 packs of ibuprofen, and I just keep yoinking one into my football bag every week. Dude. It's honestly, you're kind of like a medical marvel. Yeah, pro- I mean, I might be inflating 500 as a number, but it was pretty damn close to 500 a week. That's fucking insane, dude. Dude, I, yeah, I just... I took a lot of ibuprofen, but not even a fraction of that much. 
What, and then as soon as I was done playing football, I didn't take ibuprofen and, unless I get like migraines or shit like that. Like yeah. even when I like broke my foot and shit, when like when we play basketball, I never took ibuprofen. I just lived with the fucking pain. Do you have, is there a specific medication for migraines or do you basically just stuck with ibuprofen? I have extra strength, um, Tylenol meant for migraines and I can go get a prescription if I want one. So they but, do have like prescription medication you can yeah, take if you have migraines yeah. and stuff. Okay. Um, I can't remember. One of the things I tried and it actually starts to work when I start to get a headache, I drink salt water. Huh. Um, and that works a lot. And it was some doctor I saw on YouTube for some fucking ad. He goes, if you have migraines, quit trying to do all this shit. People say it's because you're dehydrated. He goes, but you can pound all the water you want. And it's not going to help your migraine. He goes, drink salt water when, on the onset of a headache. And it started working. So Weird. I'll drink a, a cup of salt water, which fucking sucks. So I just chug Same. it like sure a beer. It tastes very good. I chug it like a beer and then I drink regular water after. So I'm probably yeah. <laughs> just dilutes it. But if I feel most of my migraines happen in the morning now. So if I wake up and I feel a migraine, I'll pop some of my migraine medicine and go back to bed before yeah. it gets too bad. But yeah, dude, fucking high school football, I was going through it with fucking ibuprofen. <laughs> you might be onto something that your stomach is all fucked up now because of that. Oh, yeah. I, I bet you I have like nine ulcers in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> just haven't, you, haven't it probably found is a bunch yet. of ulcers, like, yeah. I go get it, like looked at, and they're like, how the <laughs> fuck are you alive? I'm like, I don't know. But I shit like every other minute. And they'd be like, well, we can solve that for you. Like, oh, you man. have a remarkable amount of ulcers in your stomach. <laughs> They're like, did you take ibuprofen when you were a kid? I'm like, yes, yeah, I abused it my senior year yeah. in high school. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I only did it my senior year. I didn't do it any other year. Well, thank God. You might have actually died if you had done it for the whole Probably. time. They'd be like, dude, you just turned into a red ibuprofen pill. And I'm like, I took enough to become. I would have turned into a Chipotle pill. burrito, the amount of fucking Chipotle burritos oh, dude, I ate that year. Dude, do you realize? So when we used to go to Chipotle, we. Uh, would get those chicken and cheese burritos because it's like a dollar ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like six ninety five. They made them the price of a regular burrito. Yeah, I remember. I like specifically remember when it happened because we were all like, "What do you mean?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, it's like you know five. But like you guys are bankrupting our Chipotle because and we were like, what, this is bullshit. They're only like a dollar fifty, and they're like, "Yeah, but you guys have bought thirty thousand of them and like, like you guys two buy months. two of them a day. Yeah, and it's six dollars for us, and we're putting double chicken on them with our cheese, and the chicken's some of the most expensive fucking processed food or food that we get here. And I'm like, those slap those are good. Load them up with some Tabasco, oh, mm. dude. That's all we would do: chicken and cheese and Tabasco. Yeah. It's great. And that's, that's literally it. And then Caleb would steal the Tabasco sauce and have like 48 in his backpack. <laughs> Dude, I remember we'd sit down in class sometimes. He's just like. <laughs> I'm like, bro, how many do you need? And he goes, I don't know. I forgot that I had them. And I'm like. Yeah, it's like you don't. You, you, you could cannot take some need back. that much Tabasco. Like, yeah. I found this in my to-go bag. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Dude, are you pumped for uh, the creator? We're only a few days away now at this point. Yeah, I'll have, we'll have to talk about that as far as uh, movie times go. Um, I'm thinking actually we'll we'll chat about it, but I'm thinking Sunday is actually going to work better. We're going to be down in Pueblo on Saturday. I so. would like um, I'd like to get my brother on an episode, and he's here next week. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if that would be something that interests him or what their fucking plans are when they're here. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the movie times because I I'm fucking excited. I'm very pumped. Me and Ty just went and saw the Nun too. <sighs> it's pretty fucking scary. It's spooky season, man. It's right around the fucking corner. Dude, fuck Halloween. We could just skip October. It's a fake month. <laughs> I love it. 
we're we're about to. I mean, we already started. We watched the Nun too, and we're about to just rattle off horror movies all fucking. Dude, people are like, wait. dude, you like horror movies? I'm like, no. Like I was supposed to go. You would have had issues with the Nun too. <laughs> I won't ever watch it, no matter what. It's scary. I mean, if you pay me a thousand dollars, I'll watch it. But even then, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to put the money in my account and be like, you can't get it back. And I'll sit here under a blanket <laughs> or on my phone. You can't get it back. You can't get it back. Thanks for the money. I'm in the room. When was the last horror movie you think you watched? Um, uh, My sophomore year in college, my girlfriend came up and visited me. My roommate's girlfriend also came up and was visiting him. And it was just the four of us in our apartment. And Or, yeah, sophomore year. And it was the four of us in our apartment. Sophomore year of college was the last time you watched a horror movie? Yeah, I'm not going to watch a horror movie by myself. Jesus. Um, we watched the not, um, Insidious Chapter 2. Ah, great movie. Very scary. I lived, there were five of us that shared a four-bedroom apartment, and three of us shared one bathroom, and then two shared another. So I took the responsibility to clean our bathroom because my girlfriend was coming up. And she didn't need to deal with three guys sharing one bathroom and how nasty it was. So I took out our shower curtain and replaced it with a new one. So the way our apartment was set up, you walk in in the kitchen, long-ass hallway, living room right there, and then four bedrooms down the hall. Two on one side, two on the other. And then there's a little storage unit on one side. So if you turn right, the storage unit was there. If you turn left, my bedroom was down there. I don't know why my dumbass decided to just go hang our shower curtain down in our storage unit instead of literally just walking out my door, taking a right, taking another right, and throwing it in the dumpster. <laughs> I hung it down the hallway. The old one. The old one. We watched Insidious Chapter 2. I went to bed. I'm fine because my girlfriend and I, you know, we're sleeping together, like, whatever. You know, I'm comfortable in that because I'm not laying in the bedroom by myself, like, yeah. overthinking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She left, and the next morning I woke up, or I didn't wake up. I woke up at like 3.45 in the morning, and I had to pee. I opened my fucking bedroom door, and I looked down the hallway, because I had to look left to go to my bathroom, too. There's a fucking shower curtain, and if you've seen Insidious Chapter 2, there's a demon in a wedding dress in the fucking movie. Uh Uh-huh. My mind didn't register shower curtain. It registered demon in wedding dress. <laughs> and in the scene in Insidious Chapter 2, it's when they open a door, he sees the lady in the wedding dress. So my mind was like, yo, that's the, like, there's more behind her. <laughs> I had to pee so I closed the door, locked my room, opened up my window, and I was on a, a ground unit and just started peeing out my fucking window because I was like, nope. <laughs> demon outside and then i like i fell back asleep because i was tired enough but i woke up the next morning and i like gingerly opened the door and like looked down the hallway because i could hear things it was just my roommate in the kitchen immediately went and grabbed the shower curtain threw it away and i was like <laughs> like i don't think i've seen a scary movie since then it's always that or the pile of clothes on a chair or something like that like the pile of dirty clothes that like in the middle of the night looks like a figure standing or something it's mm. always shit like that that lamp will get me sometimes <laughs> because dark corners is where the demons like to sit. Yeah. So naturally my brain will go, Oh, there's a dark corner. And then it's like, Hey, you just saw a figure. And it's like, no, I didn't fucking see it. And I'm like, did I see a figure? And I'm like, 
it's looking at me and I'm like, that, I got to go to bed. It's that vivid imagination. And then, then you turn around and like go down the hall. It's, it's like when you're a little kid and you're running up the stairs because you think the basement monster is going to get you every time. You're like, oh, I still do that to this day. <laughs> you're like taking deep breaths. You're like three, two, one. You hit the light switch. Like, and your parents are like, did it get you? And you're like, no, nah, I'm way too fucking fast. <laughs> if you don't run up the stairs, they will get you. That Dude, is did you ever fact. like fall back down the stairs? Like you slip. And oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah. Oh, they got me. I'm fucked. And then you get up and you like walk up and you turn and look downstairs. And you're like, cocksucker's right around the corner. I know it. I know he was this close. But guess what? I got to the fucking top stairs and he has to wait until I go in the basement again. There's a scene like that in It. Because that's always been one of my biggest fears stemming back to when I was a kid. Of like running, trying to run upstairs away from something fall. and then getting your, your heel like. They gra- it grabs you and pulls you back down. That's always fucked me up because I, I probably saw it in some movie when I was too young to be watching a scary movie and it just latched into my brain and I've never gotten rid of it. Well, there's a scene like that in the first It movie that's eerily similar to that and the kid's having to run up. Like the basement is like flooded with water and Pennywise is chasing him and he has to run up the stairs. And I had so much anxiety watching that scene <laughs> no! in the theater for the first time. Heinies, Heinies, Heinies. <laughs> yeah, Heinies, exactly. Fucking, oh, stresses me the fuck out. I love it, though. I love it. No, fuck, dude. I don't know what it is about horror movies. I just like, it's like not a pleasant experience while you're in it, but you're just like. It's the thrill. It's the thrill of it, yeah. And, it, and So it, you're a psychopath. If I can do it one month of the year, just make all of my horror movie viewing in one month, I'm happy with that. And then like the rest of the year, I and don't watch horror movies. And then it's just Christmas movies, movies after that. <laughs> we yeah, can just start yeah. Christmas in October now. New trend. Christmas in October. Christmas in Well, they October. already have Thanksgiving shit at the grocery store. All right, so. fuck Thanksgiving. Let's get Christmas movies playing on all channels in October. Fuck these horror movies. No one watches them. Your TV ratings are bad. <laughs> Let's just get Christmas movies on. Oh, man. Nah, I, I don't know. I just fucking... Mm. People are like, do you want to go to a haunted house? And I'm like, do you want someone to die? I haven't been to a haunted house in I'm a while. I'm either going to have a heart attack or my reflexes are going to be a fucking left jab to a right hook. To, to me running and who knows where I'm going to fucking run might be another left jab right hook to someone else because I ran the wrong way see I I've always had to just swallow any fear that I might have in a haunted house because everyone just goes in behind me so I'm the I'm the person who has to face the brunt of whatever's around every corner put, in every room they just put their hands on your shoulder and like heads down and they get through literally, literally. and they're like that was so much fun I'd be like did you fucking see anything yeah, like, and they're really? like you just been staring no. at the small of my back the whole time so I don't know how it was scary they're like I saw your feet they're like it was a thrilling though it was like that was $30 for you to look at my feet I could have just showed you my feet and they're like we should do it again it's like no, no yeah I haven't been to a haunted house in a while but they're fun because people are like we should do a haunted corn maze and I'm like have you seen the movie Jeepers Creepers? There's a fucking or scarecrow. Or any other fu- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know. Are, is there a corn maze in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't know. I There's seen been it. like 72 Dude, the Saw movies aren't that. like scary. They're just like, are you going to chop your own hand off to save Dude, someone? Some people are another like, one. Nah. Yeah, it's like Saw 65. It's Saw 10, I think. And the All right, what's the, more ridiculous, Saw 10 or Fast 10? Okay, here's something that I actually <laughs> wanted to bring up, and we, we can maybe save this for the next episode too, but... I actually I don't post a lot on Reddit. I I'm I'm usually a lurker is what they was what they call people who are just on there and they don't post. Um, but I I came up the other day. I just for whatever reason wanted to post like a discussion thing in the movies subreddit just to see what kind of engagement I would get. And I actually got like 284 people to reply to this post. So I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. It started a good discussion. Yeah, like, oh, just come visit just browsing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's my little plug. Here's a link. Um, but so I my my discussion post to get the discussion started was name 
a mo- a name like a famous or a popular movie franchise that you've given up on and what was the entry in that franchise that made you give up on it and then i gave two examples i said for me it's fast and furious and the one that i finally checked out on was furious 7 i was just like i can't do this anymore the other one was Transformers, and I gave up on Transformers on the first Mark Wahlberg one, which is like The Last Night or something. It's which number four the, the in the newer, series, Yeah, the one right after um, the, the one, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, right after the Shia LaBeouf trilogy. I was just like, I just can't do it. The and Shia like, LaBeouf trilogies were just too good to fucking They were really follow. good, and number four was really not good, and then everything after that has not looked very good to me and hasn't gotten very good ratings. So I was just like, I'm kind of just out on the Transformers I would have been like, um, any Marvel, or not Marvel, any DC movies because I watched fucking Batman vs. Superman and we had a god fight a fucking billionaire and the billionaire somehow survived. Well, you know what's crazy? If you look at the responses, there's, I, I should have like tried to tally up which franchises had the most mentions. But a lot of people were saying it would honestly be easier for me to tell you which franchises I haven't given up on than the ones that I have. And everyone was just rattling off MCU, uh, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park. They're basically like every popular franchise they're like, I'm fucking out on. Like there's a lot of people that are just this sick of the MCU. You, you could pretty Star much Wars. say anything Disney owns because they're going right. forever. I saw right. a meme. I was going to send it to you guys. I don't think I did. And it goes... <clears throat> it's Aragorn, and he goes, Sauron had another ring? And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, please don't tell me Disney bought fucking <laughs> yeah, the rights yeah, of this yeah, shit, yeah. please. Because if they did, all of a sudden a story which was fully written and finished now has random shit going on about another ring? Well, I think... Um so Amazon has the Rings of Power show, the prequel right. show, which have you checked out I haven't out yet? watched yet. It's actually pretty cool. I'm not going to say it's great. I've been but too it's busy ac- it's binging pretty... uh, Game of Thrones again. Nice. And nice. Breaking Bad. I watch both now. Hell yeah. Had you ever seen Breaking Bad before? It has been a long okay. fucking time. Love it. Love it. What a I'm great show. I'm on season two. Um, Rings of Power is pretty cool. If you like Lord of the Rings, you'll like it. It's not as good okay. as like a Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon, but it's a pretty cool show. If you like fantasy stuff, it's it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I like Lord of the Rings. I just haven't but watched it yet. Amazon owns the rights to uh, Lord of the Rings now, and there's some sort of a movie coming out soon. I don't know if it's like animated or what, but it's a Lord of the Rings adjacent movie. And then obviously they have Rings of Power, and they're planning on making several seasons of that. I'm sure. Because I think they kind of want that to be their like Game of Thrones I'm on the equivalent. let's get House of Dragon back out and let's get The Last of Us Season 2 out. Hell yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Please, give me at least one of those that I can come home on a Sunday and be like, Well, the go. the good news is, um, well, so actually, I think today they announced the, the studios and the writers are tentatively agreed on a deal to end the strike. But what I was going to say is, I'd have to double check this, but what I read was I think House of the Dragon season two production has been underway this whole time during the strike because they're doing a lot of it uh, overseas. Right, it's not happening here in the states, so they were able to keep a lot of those people who are working. I on the thought show they said it was going to be working. like April of twenty twenty four when it yeah. aired. We'll probably get season two next year. Or something, and I think the I Last of Us has been the same way. I think they have been under production. I think they had like. They waited two episodes for The Last of Us to confirm season two, and then once yeah. it was confirmed, I think they were like, "Let's get this shit going." I had a lot of fun doing both of those episodes where we did a whole House of the Dragon. I need to just rewatch both of them. It's just yeah. ten episodes. They're fucking really good, dude. They're really good. Um, there was another show the other day that I was thinking of because <clears throat> HBO is really good at these like eight to ten episode like mini series events, and one that I really enjoyed. 
um, was The Outsider, based on the Stephen King book. And you you might not be as into this because it's – I would say it is a horror story, but it's more of like a detective mystery story than it is – it has horror elements because it's obviously Stephen King-based and a lot of his stuff is horror, but – that's a super good show on HBO. It has that I'll show has look. probably the first two episodes are like two of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen, and that came out like 2021 or something like that. It's it's pretty good. If you I'll have to, to look at like a preview, and it's just it's just one season. It's like ten episodes. Because me and so. horror, just as we just yeah. discussed, don't go. Well, like I said, I don't know if you'd like this one or not. It's not sh- straight up horror. Like it has horror elements. But it's really like a mystery. It's like a detective, like mystery thriller kind of show. It just has like supernatural elements to it, but it's demons. good. Yeah, fucking demons. <laughs> yeah, I need I need like a new TV show phenomenon that we can both get into and do a whole episode about Breaking Bad. We haven't done a Breaking Bad, but I, did I don't a Breaking know. Bad I don't know episode. how fresh you are on it. I'm not super fresh. I have seen it all the way through twice, though. So like, I'm uh, I this know. is my second time, but I haven't seen yeah. it in a long time. So I need yeah. to watch. Let me finish There's it. A, there is a lot to, like, when you watch it for the first time after having not seen it in a while, you're yeah. like, damn, I forgot about all these little details. Dude, that's the same. I've told you. Every it's time one of the I, most brilliantly written shows ever. Every time I rewatch Game of Thrones, everyone's like, how many times have you seen it? I'm like, I'm on, like, the 16th, 17th time, like, legit that I've seen it. Jesus. And I'm like, but I'm picking up on new details I didn't notice before. Oh, yeah. Because there's just so many episodes and so much there's shit going a lot on. going on in those episodes. And I'm like, I'm picking up on more shit than I did before. Yeah, Francie really wants to rewatch uh, the whole show with us because she she watched the whole thing, but she would do this thing where she'd like put on episodes and then like fall asleep and wake up towards the end of it, and so she's like, "Oh, what I miss?" Yeah, we'd be like, "Oh, so you're on season whatever? Well, did you see this part where this happened?" And she's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Well, you watched that episode, didn't you?" She's like, "Yeah, but I kind of fell asleep." And I'm like, "Francie, I fell asleep. You gotta and it fucking was the pay attention." Dun, dun. I fell <laughs> yeah, asleep yeah. at that part, and then I woke up at the. Dun, dun, <laughs> right, right. And I was okay, like, so "Oh, that was a good episode." She goes, "I just get." really bored and sleepy when they start talking a lot. I'm like, well, there's a lot of fucking dialogue, dialogue yeah. and it's important dialogue. You have to pay attention. But. It sets up the show. <laughs> well, I I picked up on... Oh, shit. I wish I wrote the episode down because it's the weirdest fucking thing. It's either season two or a season three episode because when it ends, it's usually like an eerie music and it was just like rock music. At the oh, very really? end of an episode, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, That's really weird. I'll That's have to jarring. see if I can find what episode it was, and then I'll send you like a YouTube clip of it. But it's like, one of the episodes just, I don't know if they fucked it up, and they're just like, just go with it, because it you know it had no impact on the show. But it's like, what kind of, what? How, well, how do you feel about that when they put like contemporary music in a like medieval set show? Does that take you out of it? If you hear like a Rick Ross instrumental in like a Game of Thrones episode, would you be like, "What the fuck is?" If going I heard on? it in the episode, is like their march, I'd be like, "Excuse me, we got a fucking boombox out there." Like, yeah, you like, had what's drums going on here? Trumpets. Yeah. Like, let's try and stay in the times. I know there's dragons, but there's not dragons now. So yeah, one, it's like obviously loosely based on like <coughs> medieval time period in human history. Right. So it's like let's not. There's work. a. There's something interesting, and I don't know if you and I talked about this when we did our Game of Thrones episodes, but I actually, this is one of the few times I've posted on Reddit as well, and I got some interesting suggestions and and comments back, but 
it was something that I had been thinking about for a while. I was like, isn't it kind of interesting in like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or The Witcher or whatever it is, like some sort of fantasy sort of medieval setting. Isn't it kind of interesting how the society and the technology in the society remains relatively stagnant for like thousands upon thousands of years? Like in Game of Thrones, the way they talk about all of the like kings and wars and stuff that were fought and the technology and stuff that they had 10,000 years ago like is the same stuff they're using now. Yeah, right. exactly. And that's like it's the same 150, red 200 years or whatever. It's the same stuff. It's yeah. still horses. And like, granted, there were large swaths of our actual human history that were like that where not a lot of advancement happened. But it's like, you would think after like thousands of years, there would be some sort of ch- changes happening in the society. But like in those fantasy t- uh, style it's stories. Like time doesn't move. That's, time, yeah, it's like time moves, but it doesn't There's no move. advancement right. at all. Like there's no, they don't eventually drive cars. You know what I mean? Like there's none of that well, actual technological back advancement. When, uh, we were fighting Daenerys. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Driving what? around in a Tesla. Just a fucking. <laughs> oh, the horde coming in on fucking motorcycles. Right, right. But uh, some people did recommend to me, I guess there are some fantasy series uh, that sound really interesting that take that idea of a fantasy world with like magic and swords and dragons and all that, and they'll, throughout the course of the series, the society actually advances, and it becomes maybe not like a contemporary society with like the technology that we have, but like a much more advanced society, but they still have the magic. They right. still have the dragons and all that. I'm like, that's actually a really cool concept. So, so it's like Harry Potter. You see that a lot. When you go to Hogwarts, everything's like fucking old as shit. Like right. All right. the ancient ways, but then the muggle world around you still exists. In the, right, right. The sense of, yeah. we don't use gold coins anymore. We have fucking debit and credit cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25% tip minimum. How funny would that have been that in the uh, Harry Potter world, there's like credit cards and touch Apple Pay. But Hagrid, and like <laughs> I have many money. Ah, uh, I think this has twenty five thousand credit limit on it. You yeah, yeah. He's like, we, we loaded up your Apple card. Don't worry about it. Just go scan your iPhone. You got a Hogwarts uh, spending. You got a Ho- Hogwarts Express <laughs> yeah. uh, bank account. Your Gringotts card is uh, fully loaded. <laughs> And I guess that's kind of like, you know, urban fantasy is, is that genre where it's like it's within our world, but it's a, it has fantasy elements. So you go to the can, three broomsticks and the fucking server hands you the, the little kiosk thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's 20, 25 or custom tip, and there's no way to say no tip. It's yep, just like yep. you have to awkwardly hit it. <laughs> and then and they you stare hit, at you. You hit custom and do two, a zero dot zero zero <laughs> and it hits, and they're like, really? And you're like... I'm literally grabbing my order from you <laughs> on a fucking counter, you dickweed. You don't deserve a tip. Oh, man. Don't run with scissors. Have a nice day. Should we, uh, should we wrap up? We've been going for a while here. I yeah, think. we should wrap up before the Broncos. That was a good shooting shit. Drop 45 on us this week. Again, if, if that if happens. The, if the Broncos lose to the Bears, we're selling Just Browsing Podcast and starting a new one. What's the new one going to be called? Fuck the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Or no, the Denver Broncos and how they've anally fucked me. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> you can start that one on your own. You can have a, a separate spinoff show. Yeah, I woke up super excited for the game today. First play of the game, we gave up a 75-yard touchdown, and you could just feel the fists of the Denver Broncos going right up all our assholes. And everyone's like, that was one play in. It's like, yeah, 
We lost 70 to 20 again. Fifth time in uh, this season. So some say we're on our path to victory. Yeah, that's when I would just tap out, and you you always you always hang in there, and you're every Sunday you're just grinding it out, just getting mad all over again. When I say I'm a diehard fan, I mean I'm a diehard fan. I will say this though: hockey season is upon us. It's preseason, but hockey season's fucking. Oh, oh here. okay. So that's why I saw someone today at, at the apartment with an Avalanche jersey on. It's preseason, but like I said, hockey's fucking. It's already here. back. I feel like hockey just ended. It's because it has the longest season in all of professional <laughs> sports. Fucking sport never ends. Well, think they start in September, oh, and then they end one, in June. One other thing I wanted to bring up, Colorado sports-wise, uh, did you see that the Colorado Rockies lost their franchise record-setting 99th game of the season? They've lost almost 100 games. Uh, well, we will because we play the Dodgers twice tomorrow. So yeah, doubleheader. Likelihood of us it'll be 101. One. Yeah, it'll be 101 losses tomorrow, dude. Our starting picture tomorrow in game one is 0-6 with a 5.75 ERA, and we haven't decided on a pitcher for the second game yet because we have a chance at history. We, we've, we've gone on our – I don't want to go on the whole Rockies tangent again, but good God. It'd be, it would be really great if they didn't, you know, I don't know, lose 100 games in a season. Well, let's put it this way real quick. And there's probably still, what, 20 games left or something? Six. Oh, only Six. Okay, good. So Thank the fucking God. bleeding can stop here soon. Dude, we've bled out. <laughs> we've been bleeding out since, like, April when they started. Brutal. Brutal. Um, so at 56 and 99, we're still not the worst team in the league. We're the third worst behind a 54 and 102 Kansas City Royals oh, and a 48 and 108 Oakland <laughs> Athletics. So. Oh, the Athletics and the Royals are worse than us. Huh. That's interesting. Man. Not by much. That's bad. That's real bad. How well, many games back does it say the Rockies are? Uh, we are 43 and a half games, <laughs> <laughs> games back from the so 156 Atlanta Braves. That is literally almost as many wins as we have. That's how many games back we are, yeah. They've doubled our wins in a 162-game season in a professional league. <laughs> Honestly, the, the only way the Rockies become p- competitive is if a salary cap comes to the Major League Baseball. That's the only yeah. way any of these teams will become competitive. Or the the um, penners buy the, the Rockies. And we need we some new ownership. Baseball. We need some new ownership. Yeah, but the Monforts are too busy making money off of us and not giving a fuck. If we just didn't go to the games, guys, we could fucking require new owners. <laughs> Everyone just needs to boycott. It's too much of a vibe, though. That's what it is. Everyone just treats Rockies games as a vibe. Just go hang out. Oh, what happened? Well, we lost 64 to 3. It's like, we lost 64 to 3. It's like, did the Broncos play? It's like, no, the Rockies played. It's like, but I had fun. I had some beers. and They canceled the dog. game in the second inning. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, are the Avalanche playing at home tonight? Is that why I was seeing an Avs jersey yeah. at the apartment? Yeah, okay. see, woo, go Avs! We're, we're beating the, the V guys. Are they, how many preseason games are in hockey? Like three or four. Oh, okay, so not a lot then. No, because they play 82 regular season games. You don't need preseason games. But let's see. Uh, not our starting goaltender. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Well, it's kind of like preseason football, right? Like, I don't pay any attention <laughs> right. to Right. They're, they're playing football. for AHL spots, and some might be like a reserve roster spot. 
where they travel with the team and practice with the team, but they don't dress. Right. All right, let's wrap up. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I got we'll hockey do a, to watch now. We'll do a creator podcast next week. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in, <clears throat> if you're still listening this far. which yep. It'll be creator or something, because like I said, I want to get my brother on an episode. And I don't know if he'll want to go see the creator with us, but I'll reach out to him, and, and um, we'll figure something out. All right, for sure. Well, we're going to do a creator podcast, yes, yes. whether it's this next, next week, week or the week after. The week after. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. So if you want to, go check out the creator Start thinking about your favorite AI sci-fi movies and uh, tune into that discussion. Um, but anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening this far. Yes. We appreciate you. We love all of our listeners. Um, please share, like, rate, review, all that good stuff. And let us know if you have an ad for us you would like us to read. Yes. Um, or if you have just questions or comments, um, write into the Just Browse an email. Right. Let us know what or your thoughts are. Or comment on the post or do anything. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yes. But thanks, everybody, and y'all have a good day. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Till next time.